you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Support for today's show comes from Talkspace, the online therapy company that enables you to improve your mental health from anywhere at any time. Get matched with a licensed therapist from over 2,000 choices and message them whenever you need to. No commutes and no judgments. For a special offer for our listeners, visit Talkspace.com slash FriendZone and use code FriendZone to get $30 off your first month and show your support for this show. Talkspace, it's therapy for how we live today. Welcome to the FriendZone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Let's start the show. Brooke, I'm gonna yes, do ma'am. what you can't do and what April and, and April and uh, Simone are too good of people to do, and that's just gonna be petty for a minute. Ah! <laughs> oh, Angela. Oh, bye, Angela. girl. Oh, bye. Angela. We did it already on the podcast, April, but bye, honey. You have never represented the community. You are skin folk. We don't own you like Zora. Right. Goodbye, oh. good riddance. Goodbye. Deuces. Angela, Ouch. Angela, you know. Goodbye, right. good goodbye. riddance. Goodbye. Bad bye. As a matter of fact, I don't want nothing yes. good coming from her, Bad to bye. her, around Bad her, bye. near her. <laughs> Bad bye, Amarosa. That's all I have to say. Bad oh bye. Allow the doorknob to hit you where the good Lord split you, please. Justice for Kwame. Oh, my God. Justice for so many people. <laughs> hey, how about this? Injustice Kwame. for Amorosa. How about that? So when Amorosa was first on The Apprentice, there was mm-hmm. another brother on there, right? Mm-hmm. Named Kwame. Oh and, you know, Amorosa was taking Kwame down. I don't know why she was trying to do that. Because she wanted to win. Because she wanted to win, yes. But, you know, where there was allyship, she just decided to burn that bridge immediately. And that's why that ass got the boot on that episode. And that's why she got that boot from the White House. Moving left and right along. Fuck that bitch. And as Angela Rogers said, ah! <laughs> I mean, it just, you know, I, like for me, I look forward to moments where I can legitimately do things like that laugh with just cause you know what i'm saying scowl with reason you know <laughs> seethe with integrity i like to seethe do all that kind of integrity. stuff and so the fact that amarosa got thrown out of the white house on her ashy black ass i am so happy and that is so what she deserved i have never this is the equivalent of like she didn't get thrown out what she get kicked out Booted she out. Was, what did she say? I, what is the? She said she resigned. Let her tell it. She was kindly escorted off. She Baby, was, they threw her all that blue grease that was in her her uh, <laughs> office. 
They threw all them bobby pins in her desk, <laughs> all them damn shoes and bandolino slingbacks under her desk. They threw Dustin. all them shoes and shit. She keep under her desk. Her little, uh, that little Why ergonomically so correct, that One wrist more. thing that she types over, that support for her wrist with all that dust up so under and shit all up under the bottom. They didn't threw that shit all out. <laughs> it is gone. And I'm so happy. I wish they had thrown her away with the trash. That being said... <laughs> Welcome to the Friend Zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the Amorosa's old office wants a musty brain? I know I don't. <laughs> I mean, if there ever was hell personified, I would think it would be Amorosa's quarters. So how was <laughs> your weekend? My weekend was good. It was real good. How was Detroit? You went back home. I did. I was able to go to Detroit in support of the Reed um, and host their pop-up shop along with Asante and their live show. It was very good to be yes. home. Yay. Um, How long has it been? Uh, very long. That's it had crazy. been about a year, actually. Damn. And so um, the last time I was home was at my first cousin's funeral. And so I hadn't been back home since then, but... Being home this weekend was kind of cool. It was a very brief trip, which I appreciated because I wanted to be in and out and busy while I was there. So it was great. Shout out to the read and all the love we got. The audience was amazing. Did you guys go to that club you were telling me about that you said was dope as hell? Oh, yeah, baby. We went. <laughs> we didn't get in there until late. We got there at like, what, 140, 130, yeah. and they closed at 2. So we oh, were only in there for damn. like 20, 30 minutes. But Perfect it was, time for but me. Still worth I mean, it, it was yeah. so wonderful. Cute. Yes. I didn't see it on your um, snap or anything. Oh, baby, the game is to be sold, not to be told. Okay? <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. What about you, Asante? <laughs> it was great. I was with Dustin Detroit for The Read. It was an amazing show. It was the last show for The Read of the year. So, great crowd, great energy. I've been getting over this fucking stomach bug. Dude. Um, outside of that, you know, I'm here. I'm blessed. <laughs> I'm here. You know, it's the end of the year. I'm going to make it to the next one stronger and better than Ooh. ever. So I'm not going to be complaining. Um, everything's peaches and cream over here. What about you, friend? How was your weekend? It was good. I was in D.C. for the Team Typing yes! Fast event. Yes. Shout out to our very, very beautiful sis, Kia, and our other beautiful sis, Jade. That's right. Yes. Um, I was supporting them. Just, you know, I, I'm fully aware of how much work it takes to put events together on your own. So I know that every little bit of volunteering and help that anyone offered us on our tour makes a world of a difference. So I wanted to make sure and do the same. So I was there stuffing bags and uh, putting pans up and mopping floors <laughs> <That's> and <right. laughs> whatever she needed okay. for me, uh, buying groceries, just making sure that she was good. That's and she got the opportunity to just get pretty beat her face, put on a cute-ass outfit, and just be amazing. Her event was flawless, literally flawless. Shout-out to all her friends who were there and held her down. She had, like, a team of, like, five women that each, you know, had their position and did everything that needed to be done. I thought that was really awesome. Go ahead, yeah, and shout-out to the, the women that came out. There was a woman that traveled all the way from Texas and— People, you know, jumped on flights, drove for hours. Nice. Now it's her first event, and it's definitely the start of a tour. Wonderful. Like, no question about Amen. it. Yeah, I don't think anyone in that room doubted that Wonderful. for that moment. So I'm excited to see that flourish. Shout out to you, Kia, and yes. getting grown Shout out pod. to Kia. Shout out to DC. Always showing love, man. I know, man. Always supporting on DC. It was perfect. Sold out, flawless, amazing conversations, and the women all bonded pretty quickly. So it was dope. That's what's up. Yeah, and that was my weekend. Hey, man. 
Are you guys ready to jump into the recap? Might as well, shit. Yes. <laughs> so let's do that. So on last week's show, we talked about cryptocurrency. You guys tagged us up a storm to the man that uh, ran the Chuck E. Cheese scam. Did y'all see those tags? Oh my God, how could you not? <laughs> <laughs> he sold Chuck E. Cheese coins, pretended they were Bitcoin, and made, I think, like a million dollars. He sold them, but who bought them? That's what I want On the about. street. You That's why I'm be, like, there's I mean, something about this story that I just refuse to believe. I can't believe that. A million dollars on the street. But you know what? Somebody emailed in talking about uh, a rapper out of Detroit, how they used to scam using Bitcoins. And like in the video, he's rapping and he says something about Bitcoin. I'm like, no. These niggas do not just have Bitcoins and they don't even know <laughs> what they're sitting on right now. And even people were uh, messaging us about the movie Dope. Remember yeah. in Dope, oh, they yeah. talked about Bitcoin too. So that was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, you guys have been tagging us to that. And the other thing about the Chuck E. Cheese coin, there's a rat on the on the coin. I don't know. I, that just don't make no <laughs> sense to me. And if you, let me tell you this though, if you got one, if you bought that, <laughs> you got your money's worth. <laughs> you deserve some discipline for what you did to Candy. If oh you my. bought a Bitcoin <laughs> no, off the goddamn street, okay? <laughs> oh you deserve it. I'm sorry. That is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard of in my life. A grown-ass man peddling Chuck E. Cheese coins. He probably had on tennis shoes when he got, when he was selling them, too. What kind? Um, probably some dirty-ass Asics. I was going to say some K-Swiss. Yeah. Not he is, so. though. Y'all, Chuck E. Cheese coins. They didn't even look at the coin. Chuck E. fucking cheese. I can't. Like, I can't. That's what I'm saying. If you took that, hey. You deserve it. <laughs> so that was our episode. Thank you to Zion, also known as Clout Crypto 06. You guys hey. showed him so much love. Do you know his uh, Twitter grew by about 13, 1400 new followers? That's what I'm talking about. After hey. our episode. So that was really dope to give him that, that alley-oop and that platform because I think we need more young people in tech putting that conversation at the forefront. So thank you, Zion, and to all his friends who are supporting him and being like excited that he was on the show. I'm going to change his name. I got a nickname for him. Oh, God, here we go. I do, and I started to call it last week, but he was in this mode, and I didn't want to interrupt with some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I do have a nickname for him. Oh, no. Because Zion is too much. That's Lauren Hill's son name. I just It's confusing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I start thinking about the song. I can't focus on the lesson. It's too much. But... <laughs> I do. His nickname is TC. What does it stand for? Terms and conditions. Because that nigga is a walking, talking oh, terms and conditions. I God. never, you know the terms and conditions, right? You got to check the box, read it next time. <laughs> and you watch. It's the best thing ever. And that's why everybody started following him because he's literally a breathing source of information. Someone he's tweeted so knowledgeable. that he, some, did y'all see the tweet? I retweeted it on our, on our Twitter where it said, uh, he didn't understand. Some kid was like, I didn't get this episode. He's talking an IP address. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shoot. Yeah, it was funny. It was, it was a hell, nice man. mix of people being like, what the fuck was this about? And people being excited. Look, about in it. his defense, and not that he needs to be defended, he went to Georgia Tech. So he, look, Levels. engineering, we, we tried. To, look, we, we ain't tried. supposed to understand half the shit he's talking about, really. <laughs> but he did be, exactly what he was supposed to do. But along with him going to Georgia Tech, you know, not to get too far off topic, mm -hmm. there was a the hashtag that he was a part of, or I think he retweeted, I saw in the timeline, Black Kings of GT. Mm -hmm. Shout out to that hashtag, because I got to see all of the uh, awesome black men that have gone to Georgia Tech. And he's an alpha, too, so see, shout out to the alphas. Shout out to the just black men doing big things out here now. 
Let's shout that out. So let's jump into the recap. What stood out to you, Asante? Um, shout out to everybody in the emails. A lot of people were real touchy about sharing their names. I have fun. But, okay. But uh, Jared decided to say that he was shook when we were talking about Bitcoins and the worth of them. Because years ago, Jared and his friends, they used Bitcoins to buy fake IDs when they were in college. Oh, shit. So how? Jared writes, Bitcoin wasn't worth nothing. I thought it was just for the dark web stuff, and we were sending hella Bitcoins so some man in China <sighs> could give us our fake IDs. Last week, my friend hit us up saying if we didn't buy our fake uh, our fakes and just left our coins in, we could have been rich. SMH, I'm about to get some more, though, and be the cryptocurrency king. Thanks for all y'all do. Damn. So somebody else thinking that it was some dark web shit, lost out on some money over so a damn cheap like ass. So he got $18,000 fake ID right now. <laughs> well, you know what? He was probably on up then when he got the ID for the Bitcoin. Then now... Nope. So good. Not so much. <laughs> what about you, Dustin? What'd you find in these Twitter streets? First of all, somebody, they sending you stuff about Bitcoins and shit. Somebody sent me a picture of a damn bit of honey. I said, no, what in the hell did this got to do with the show last week, man? Damn it, Dustin. It's a Bitcoin, not a bit of honey. <laughs> I don't know if you could get a Chuck E. Cheese token. I mean, you know, <laughs> nothing, shoot nothing's shot. impossible. Shoot your shot, shoot your shot. <laughs> okay, shout out to... Carissa DeLeon, that is C-U-R-I-S-S-A-D-E-L-E-O-N, who said, I went to the 444 concert last night. My favorite part was when Hove played Blue Ivy's freestyle, and I knew all the words thanks to Look at Dustin. Shout out to you for paying attention, because I did, not to toot my own horn, but beep the fuck beep, I did transcribe Blue Ivy's freestyle on 444, (laughs) and evidently it resonated with the people, because they was able to go to the concert and enjoy the experience that much more. So shout out to you. Uh, I also want to give a huge shout out to Nigga Narration, that is, is spelled as it sounds, who tweeted a hilarious video with the caption that says, me. Quote, you need to calm down her. And attached is a video of, I'll show the guys first so that they can see it. <laughs> attached is a video of a couch flying oh, out of a shit. third story window. Literally a sofa flying out of the window. So he's saying, you need to calm down. Her response is throwing the couch through the window. I thought that was just very indicative of what real life and real love is like. <laughs> Hilarious, right? I also want to give a huge shout out to the one and only Diddy who tweeted that this is the greatest freestyle in all of hip-hop history and gave props to none other than Black Thought, uh, Tariq from The Roots, who gave a 10-minute freestyle on Funkmaster Flex's uh, Hot 97 radio show. Iconic, the best freestyle I've heard in... One of the best freestyles I've ever heard in my life. I'll put it to you like that. Over 10 minutes of nothing but... consistent just lyrical prowess metaphors whatever you can think of and imagine not as if we needed this but black thought definitely affirmed his status as one of the greatest lyricists of all time so it's a lot more i could say it's a lot more i could point out i'm plugging your your, uh, video with him you know i would like to say (laughs) that you can find a wonderful video uh, actually two that i did with him as a part of the visit philly video series uh for visitphilly.com um it's a really cool campaign me and tariq me and black thought went around philly eating cheesesteaks and tennis shoe shopping like what more can you want so it was great check that out visitphilly.com anywho uh, i want to give my last shout out to the movie mudbound's twitter account 
which is Mudbound movie. Oh, I still haven't film. watched. Yeah, I want to watch it. It's I on Netflix. I watched it this week. It's on Netflix, and I just want to give a huge shout out to Mary J. Blige, who is nominated for all of the awards. Yes. She just was nominated for a SAG award as well. So. Oh, shit. Go, Mary. Roll on. Was the movie amazing? Mm-hmm. I got to watch Mary it. Mary was week. amazing. <sighs> it's on you. <laughs> All right. So on SoundCloud. Well, before you, oh. before we get into the SoundCloud streets, for I just have one more person I want to shout out. Mm-hmm. I want to shout out Fuck Your Taco. That's with a V instead of a U. They just tweeted us this picture that the fader put up. And um, the caption on the fader picture is, if you had any, any doubts about joining the crypto movement, abolish them. And it's a picture of someone's Twitter account where they wanted to introduce their new cryptocurrency, <laughs> the Bitcoin. <laughs> Not the Bitcoin. People are silly. I see, but the funny thing is, you know, Shade always throws itself that the Bitcoin is on a penny. <laughs> oh, I was just like, God damn, why y'all have to put her head on a penny like that? But that's all I had. Friend, what did you find over there on them SoundCloud Street? So Parcel asks, what happens when the internet is down or something on the net goes awry? How do we secure our investments of the different cryptocurrencies that we own? And then there were a lot of people saying, that's what I'm thinking. I was worried about that, too. Uh I guess you guys didn't catch the part where Zion was saying that you can buy cryptocurrency hardware and he actually suggested it because it gets your coins. Once you buy them, it gets them off the Internet and in your possession. They have a couple of ones. They have one called the Ledger Nano. They have a treasure. You can literally just type cryptocurrency hardware wallet and it will and tons of them will pop up. The suggestion I've seen with it is to only transfer a teeny bit at a time just to make sure that you have the hang of it and that it works before you transfer all of your coins. Um, And that's just a good way to have control of your private keys, which is basically your power within the coins. Um, And so in case anything gets hacked or any of the exchanges are down for maintenance, which happens now because of the influx, you have your coins in your hands. So... Thank you for that question. Now you guys ready to jump into this week's show? Mm-hmm. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> so it's the end of the year, guys. Amen. Month 12. This is our, <laughs> this is our last episode of 2017. Hey. <laughs> I'm still like in October. Are you? What's mm-hmm. happening in October? I don't know. I'm still brain. like in October. Like I can't believe it's the end. I'm glad. I'm happy it's the end, but you know, it just, just kept going. Just... Going right past me. Really? Yes. I kept up, praise the Lord Jesus, but I almost got left behind a few times. See, I feel different. I'm already in January. Like, I'm on to the next. I'm like, what's new? Me what's too. coming? Like, it almost feels unreal that it's in less than two weeks. But I'm definitely, even though I feel like I need a break um, to kind of get my ducks in a row and figure out what 2018 going to do. But I'm definitely already in January. Like, bring it. Ready to position myself to have another awesome year. Absolutely. Right? But I had a couple of questions. Here's the first one. What's the biggest life lesson that you learned in 2017? Ooh. And please be honest. Okay, so (laughs) I think I feel like I was having this conversation with myself maybe a week or two ago. Um I remember hearing all the time, you know, when someone like disappoints you, they're like, oh, I'm human. 
Or, you know, you just are supposed to know that people are people. Like, you hear these things all the time. people hurt people. You just hear these things that are, like, redundant as fucking, <laughs> like, okay, what the fuck does that mean? But, like, this year I was really taught the lessons of, like, people being different. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it's evident we're all different. Like, you yourself have to stand holy and knowing that you're, you are who you are and that everybody's going to be whatever they're going to be. It don't matter what it is. And so I really had to learn the tough lesson that... um people are different like whenever i would uh have like similarities with people or bond with people or click with people you just still have to be ready for any sort of it doesn't even have to be like friction or um differences it's just kind of like i don't even know what brought me to this point it was so weird it was like i was talking to someone and we were basically saying it was like you know when that one line where kanye raps and it's the synonym it's like me and this person we were like saying the same things or we wanted the same things but we just couldn't line up what we wanted with what we were saying to each other because we communicated differently Mm. and as I was going through that I was like man like everybody is all like different like everybody is worried about a different set of things like everybody is like perspective is on something different like people are at all different places and it was such a lesson for me to learn because I've always um, been so stuck in myself like whether I'm true to myself or whether I'm my present self or whether I'm my honest self, like just always in self, that it was such a shock to me to learn how different people were. And it's like I've always known it, but to just be dealing with people on these different levels of the same shit was like, I can't believe that everybody's so fucking different like this. Because, you know, everyone treats you like you're the crazy one because everybody is crazy to everybody. <laughs> Not to say, like I hate to use that word and people be like, don't use the word. But it's the only thing I think I can think of. I think of madness when I think of people and how everybody has their shit together, but don't nobody really got their shit together. And even if they do, it don't matter because how they have their shit together is different from what you perceive that to be anyway. Like, it's all relative and just levels of fucked upness. Like, just those hard <laughs> levels of learning differences. Amen. <laughs> what about you, Dustin? What was your biggest lesson of 2017? In 2017, I truly learned the importance of being patient. Mm. I learned the importance of being a patient person, and I learned the value of patience. Um, And I also learned that you get so many opportunities in life to express patience, and when you do, the benefit or the end result is always way more than worth than the work that it took to get there. So patience for me has truly been a virtue, a virtue, virtue. <laughs> that means it can be a sandal or a boot. <laughs> but, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> but being patient, though, it has really proven beneficial to me. I know it's important and I know that it will really help me to arrive at um, places of true understanding and peace. And I've also learned the value of that. So anything that can get me there. I'm more than willing to 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 take it on full throttle. So patience for me has really shown its ass this year. <laughs> I wish I could see his face when he's saying <laughs> Okay. What about you, friend? What about me? What's life taught your ass this year? Right? Whew. Where do I start? Um, I think the biggest lesson has been judgment. Just how Hmm. How do I put it? I've been such a work in progress with judgment. Like I, I want the best for people to the point that I can be hard. I won't be hard on them, but I'll be hard in how I connect with them. 
because I, I was like, I want them to understand things so badly and I want us to like connect on certain levels and I take it so personal and kind of like what you were saying, Asante, like people are just where they're at. And I always say it and I know it inherently, right? but sometimes when you like really love people and, and I mean this, you know, in friendships and business and just different realms, you, you just want them to want the best for themselves and mm-hmm. and you want them to treat themselves well and you want them to just like always operate at their highest potential and and operate from a place of love and and trust you and how much you love people have their own battles and I think the biggest lesson this year and even I think it was last year too was just kind of like <laughs> knowing how to step back and mm-hmm. and like letting people figure their shit out and because I get very wrapped up and I take things to heart and I want to like help people solve it and I realize that I cannot do that and then also the judgment that comes with that with me judging like well why don't you want more and why don't you know and I can't I can't do that either I just have to like I just guess that's what the biggest lesson was like how to love people and and still have that line of like still letting them be Mm-hmm. And figuring out what they have to figure out, but still being supportive and loving, and it's just interesting. So that was probably my biggest lesson on a personal level from 2017. Ooh, now that we got that shit out the way, what else <laughs> y'all want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Think about the lessons. The lesson got to be learned. Goddamn it! And sometimes that learning curve is sharp. It's, so you listen, know. Woo. Here's my second woo! question. <laughs> Go ahead, Fred. <laughs> What's the biggest lesson you learned about yourself? God damn! (laughs) (sighs) Like something that you realize about yourself that you're like, okay, this can't come in with me into 2018. Oh, it gotta be bad. Um, It don't have to be bad, (laughs) but just something you you realize about yourself this year. Oh, I have learned. (laughs) I have learned to be like that tree planted by the water. And let my roots take up soil. <laughs> I have learned the importance of being steadfast and unmovable in principle, in foundation, in fundamental, in core values, and in the things that matter. I'm Ooh. not movable, okay? You're talking about faith the size of a mustard seed. Well, my faith, this so happened to be size of a turnip green for me to get it. <laughs> but I done got it now, baby. And so I have learned the importance Bruh. of letting your yes mean yes. And your no mean no. I have learned that. I have learned. <laughs> Damn, I mean, that's my answer. I can feel it coming up out of me as I talk about it at the table. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Go ahead, friend. <laughs> I mean, shit, that's my answer, too. <laughs> I think um, I've always been a people pleaser. I don't like confrontation. I like people to feel safe and mm-hmm. comfortable and... Always, if I feel like uh, if someone dislikes me for, I, I like to be liked. I prefer it. I prefer to be. Uh, I prefer everyone around me to be cool and for me to be cool and everything to just be easy. But I've also, in that desire, have sacrificed a lot of uh, my core values and my interests and my what's true to me as a person and how I want to operate and how I want to move in life. And this year has, like Dustin said. No more of that. Like I've I've come to terms with the fact that whoever doesn't uh, resonate with how I operate, then it's fine. Like we don't really, which ties into my other one. Like we 
we don't have to rock. Like that's totally fine. It's totally fine. There's no, there's no beef. Um, you should be around people that bring the best out of you, and I and I will do the same for me and business friendships and all things. And I think this is probably the first year I just feel really strong. I feel strong in my convictions, even though convictions are tricky because they can change. We're constantly evolving, learning, experiencing, figuring ourselves out. But for who I am right now, who I am today, how I feel, I'm very comfortable expressing it, being strong in it. Um, and admitting that I don't know everything and I'm figuring things out and just like being happy with being this like lovey, hippy dippy. Like I'm just proud of who I am. I'm happy of how I've turned out. I've let go of all my little stories, celebrating where life has taken me now. I'm just a huge like love muffin. <laughs> mm-hmm. As you sit here looking like B. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> my outfit I'm a little love muffin and I'm cool with that and I'm sorry if that triggers people you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh you still mad huh <laughs> you know what I'm talking about <laughs> what about you Asante what you learn about yourself in 2017 you know what remember I told you I talked to my best friend like a couple weeks ago and she told me something that like really changed the game for me yeah I saw her this weekend everything was gravy and um like, we didn't have any sort of follow-up conversation or anything, but in seeing her, it just took me back to, um, I don't know, like, the energy that I had before I left Atlanta. Like, when I lived there, it was home, so, like, everything that was Asante and, like, made Asante was around me. So, to leave that and to come to New York and become, like, a whole new Asante was, like, damn, like, the pieces of me now are all, like, stuck in Harlem. So, to have my friend tell me, like... Uh, like say that I'm the testimony a couple weeks ago and then to be reminded of like who I was before and like compile that to who I am now it really made me it gave me like a new sense of whole and to be able to like basically just to rewind the conversation that me and my best friend had a couple weeks back where she was telling me that when I left Atlanta that I was pretty much like showing them that it was possible like I'm sure I wasn't the first nigga to ever leave Atlanta, but you no, know, for, but in your friend circle, exactly. It's like yeah. for whoever's watching you, you know, do whatever you're doing, and plenty of people were watching because I remember uh, I was talking last weekend about going to the club in Atlanta. How I went back to the club um, that time we were in town for your campaign, yes. And I remember being in the club and everybody being like, "I'm so proud of you!" Like, what are you doing back here? Don't move back! Like everyone always seeing me at home, telling me not to come home. So to like hear from my best friend saying that when you left home. You not only showed us that you're capable and you're worthy, but it's like you're able to do it. So to have left Atlanta and show that I'm capable and that other people can do it. And then, you know, last year to have left my job and, you know, a year after that to be able to say I left my job and I was able to do that. I'm capable of doing that. I traveled this entire year. (laughs) I went to different countries. I got to, and I did all this with my friends. Like, it wasn't like I just got some shitty ass job doing whatever. (laughs) And I was in these cool ass places, but I didn't get to enjoy it. I got to enjoy every city I went to, every country I went to. I didn't just touch down and I was like, all right, you don't get to go outside and see daylight. I got to go talk to locals. I got to smoke weed locally in whatever (laughs) city I was in. Like, I got to do whatever I wanted, wherever I wanted. I got to be the limitless individual that I know that I am. And to experience that and express that and to live that was just like, I'm never going back to no bullshit ever again. (laughs) You can't. Like, 
I, not and that's not to be like, oh, I ain't never getting a job ever again. Like if shit goes sideways or if I see my life plan take me a different direction, like I'm going to get that resume together and go get whatever job I need or want to get. But as for right now, what I want to do, like I'm moving right in line with where I want to go. I get to go around the world and like experience. So this next year I get to tell this story. And I just think that it's super dope that I was able to do that. After living for so long, working in a restaurant, being acting like I was never going to get to go outside after work. And to go from being outside on the playground all day, all night, all the damn time, and showing other people, like, come on, come on the playground with me. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> I can't settle for less ever again. Holler. <laughs> all right, ready for the next question? No. What, <laughs> what's something you accomplished this year that you're super proud of? I'll tell you what I didn't accomplish this year. No, <laughs> no, no. What? You have to focus on the positive. Never mind. We'll <laughs> come back to that. Hmm. You know what? This year I got a chance to um, actually participate in the Native Sun campaign. Hey. The Native Sun Master <laughs> Style <laughs> campaign, I should say. And that I was very proud of because, as you know, it's not easy um, being different from everybody else, especially mm-hmm. when you're a kid. And you go through a lot of experiences where you are completely... Um, experiencing something that's the opposite of a celebration, right? And so to be a part of um, an organization of really, really accomplished men who are so proud of their identity and are so proud of the things that legitimize who they are creatively and in their careers and um, professionally, that was a new experience for me, even at my age. And so seeing a gathering of men like that, the energy being so positive, not one disagreement, not one conflict, just everybody celebrating each other and the fact that we just simply were, that was a life-changing experience for me. And I did walk away from that a little bit different than I was when I came. So I am very proud of that. Um, As I stated when I was on stage and gave remarks, Emil Wilbekin is somebody who I definitely admired um, professionally and also personally just because he mixed what was different for me right in the center of what was cool to everybody else. And so seeing him in the middle of those spaces let me know that I could kind of balance the two worlds and it made me a lot more comfortable with things that were natural to me, like enjoying music with explicit lyrics and, you know, know, things like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And might I add that Dustin was... The best spoken, best so dressed, <laughs> and I was just so proud of him. So <laughs> we were sweet. all in the audience like, ah, he's so good at this. <laughs> I love you, but that was really like, that was dope, and I'm really proud You're of awesome. that. It felt really good. Shout out to Shameless Maya. It felt Aww. really good to be shameless. Yeah. Like, literally just be like, okay, this is what it is, but guess what else it is? And let's talk about all of that stuff. So it was really a full circle experience for me. Nice. Yeah. What about you? What were you most proud of this year? Um, <laughs> Jumping into the ocean in Barbados. Oh, my really? God. Really? <laughs> yes. That's so sweet. Yeah. You know, I don't swim enough at all. You know, so. the hippie in me is like, yes, <laughs> appreciate Earth. <laughs> and and Fran, when we walked in in Barbados, I kid you not, me and Crystal probably kept looking at each other because we kept seeing you all <laughs> up and through there. When you first walk into the house. My like, vibe, right? There was, first of your vibe, obviously, the view when you walked in. But there was, like, the crystals, like, by the lights and shit. It was, like, big ass. It was, like, big ass, like, fixtures on the table of the elements. And you would have loved it. That's sick. But 
jumping in the water and playing with the turtles and stuff like that, like that was really big for me just because I feel like, you know, small little fish in a big ass water in New York City and, you know, it's just a bunch of fucking fish right next to your ass. <laughs> so to be all the way out in Barbados and playing with turtles and to look at the beautiful ass, like, like I said, limitless, like to just think about being able to go wherever and do whatever you want and being underwater just out there like that just gave me a, a feeling that I can't even explain. Like, I feel like in, unless you can get a good vacation, and even not a vacation, even if it's like a, a day or two to just get somewhere where there aren't, aren't a lot of people around. And in and nature, just, especially. Definitely in nature, because when you have that sun, you know, that vitamin D, them rays, you need it. Mm-hmm. Just that and the water on your skin, like, it just does something to you. It rejuvenates you. It's like when Superman flies up and he just stands, you know, he... He's levitating in the sun for a little bit, recharging. Like, you need that recharge. <laughs> it's true. And I needed that. I've never been able to, like, just relax like that ever. Right. So. And that was my favorite part for you guys. Because this, when do you get to just, like, turn off fully? You know, like, your mind, what you're worried about, work, all that. We are constantly moving, 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 creating, creating, creating. So I was happy that you guys got to sleep and swim and be on a boat and... <sighs> Welcome to my how my brain moves. It's literally <laughs> what my life is like in my brain. <laughs> I'm going to be there all the time. Right. Now you know. <laughs> you did I, a lot of things this year. I mean, this I was mean, a fucking friend. amazing year. And I'm not even going to say the obvious, which would be the tour. I think I'm really proud of myself for not drinking or mm. smoking or dating and being completely sober to the world, which for me... Because I don't, I'm not trying to be a preacher. For me, it was important. It was important for me to know that I could do it, that I had the discipline, that I could face my problems head on instead of running to a crutch, which was what I was always doing. And I just needed to know that I was strong enough because now what happens is when I'm faced with something and it hits me immediately, I know what to do because I gave myself a whole year of needing to know what to do. Mm. And what was happening last year was that I didn't give myself time to figure out what Fran would do in the face of, like, all these challenges and adversity because I just smoke or drink or I don't have a boyfriend that would distract me, you know? And so this is a very sober year, mm. <laughs> and it was hard. It was hard. It's probably one of the hardest as far as like, whew, not having any like crutches, that, that was hard. But the difficulty of it also, like the challenge of it just made me step my shit up. Which I think now, that doesn't mean that anything that happens, I'm like, you know, Captain America or Captain Planet, where it's just like, boom, slides off of me. But I think I'm way more equipped than I was a year ago. Mm. And so for that, that makes this my strongest year yet and I'm proud and it wasn't easy because even one thing I learned is how triggering that can be for other people which was really confusing for me because it's not like I've you guys are around me I'll go with you to a bar I'm not sitting there looking at you like why are you drinking that or you guys smoke I'm not staring at you like your lungs would be so much healthier like I don't do any of that I'm in my own world y'all are in your own world but then people would ask me do you want a drink? And I'd say no. And they'd go, why? And I'm like, I don't drink. And it's this like face, like, well, excuse me. Automatically, it's like, you asked. I didn't say, <laughs> I didn't even bring it up. Right. Like, or with the smoking and immediately people think you have an air or 
it's weird. It's weird how it triggers people. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that because it was never my experience. And I was weird to see how many people found me annoying. <laughs> <laughs> for not partaking in what they wanted to be a part of in that moment. for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was just so weird. Stupid. Such a weird thing. And But let that be a testament that if you feel like it's right for you, whether it's, it is to drink or it is not to drink, do it. Do what feels right for you, regardless of how people react to it. Because that was weird this year. But I'm proud of myself because now it's been a year and a half. Yes. And that crazy? Yeah, I remember when I was saying I was going to stop. <laughs> so I'm curious how, you know, that will bring me into the new year. Sober and happy and right. complete and whole and not lacking nothing. And people are like, are you going to start drinking again? And I'm like, no. I don't think so. I haven't craved it. No new Year's toast? No, I don't know. You know what? I won't say no because that's the problem. We start becoming so like... A string, like so stringent and mm-hmm. limiting I don't want to do that I know that for now I have no interest and that's what it should be about yeah and if it comes up where I'm like fuck it I'm gonna drink a coke and honey tonight <laughs> and I'm gonna call y'all on FaceTime y'all like good morning <laughs> as long as it ain't crystals handy cause then you're killing two oh, birds no, 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 hello, no. hello. <laughs> no. Just let you know now. No, that'll be a picture of me passed out on her couch in that case. Um, (laughs) What's something you didn't accomplish this year that you're going to make sure to put your ducks in a row for for next year? Next year, um, I have a goal that I don't even want to really speak about out loud. I feel you. But I absolutely have something in the forefront of my plan for next year. And this is not even a professional goal. It's a personal goal. Yeah. And it's something that I definitely want to accomplish. So there are three things that I'm going to focus on um, becoming more skilled in in 2018. Amen. Three things for me. Three. Yep. And you'll see them as they... uh, mature into the form that they need to be in order to be presentable you guys will see them but it's something that takes time and i'm just really excited to learn i have a thirst for learning this year i don't know what it is yes. but i feel this natural thirst for like i have an appetite for new information and Amen. new skills mm-hmm. for this year it's something i don't know i just feel it and so i'm really excited i just had a conversation today setting in place two of the things so today, it's so funny you ask me these questions. And yes. for those of you that are listening, Asante and I went blind into these questions that Fran had preselected. But <laughs> so it's only so way they would have answered. Yeah, exactly. I got to <laughs> be Stevie Wonder to the bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but uh, remember, sidebar, I remember Samoa said if Stevie Wonder was her man, he would have one outfit in the closet. Oh my she God. Said, <laughs> she said she would have a walk in closet full of shit and take his hand, take Stevie's hand and run it across all the arms. You feel all this, all this shit is yours. All <laughs> She look at you, you did so good for yourself. Oh, this shit is yours. She said that nigga would have one outfit. Oh my god. Anyway, we went blinded to these questions. And it's so funny you asked that because today, like I said, I had um two conversations setting up two of the things. Yes. And the other goal is is in place as well. So I'm just excited about that. And I would share them, but to me that just ruins it. You yeah. Know? We'll watch, we'll watch as they unfold. That's right. You got to be Beyonce with your shit. Just shut the entire fuck up sometimes. And, the, and those were things that you wanted to do this year, but you just didn't have time for? Things that I, yes, that is true. Mm-hmm. And I also did not make them a priority. Got you. I didn't. I wanted them, and I wanted to 
learned them, but mm-hmm. I did not make them a priority. For 2018, that's changing. I'm wondering so, if one of them is a language. It is not. Oh. Too good. Well, you'll see. You'll right? See. Just trying to see. Asante, what's something you didn't accomplish that you're ready to get your ducks in a row for? Um, I'm going to choose, because uh, there are a couple of things, but... <laughs> I just have things I'm really excited about, but I don't want to talk about them yet. <laughs> um, acting class. I wanted to get back into improv last year, mm. and I just never found... I remember you doing improv. I just never found... Like, a girl I went to high school with, who listens to the show, by the way, uh, J-Patch, hit me up. Um, we just never got together, because she's been doing plays, which is really dope. So she'd just been out of town, but she was going to connect me with some people, because I wanted to do improv. Um, you know, if you work a certain comedy circuit, you know, there's, like, the UCB and all that, which is cool, and I want to do that. But I also want to do, like, independent improv stuff, like community improv. Because I think it's... Uh, when you see these comedians that come up out of, like, nowhere, they've all been, like, working these circuits. Like, they've been mm-hmm. in these communities. So, like, I want to get in these communities just so I can make my face known. And as I start to build whatever I'm building outside of the improv class I'm taking, maybe I'll be able to, like... Uh, have eyes for people so I can be like hey man I got this idea for this show and I feel like you you and you can help and we can all do something really dope so Love. oh yeah I forgot you saw me do improv at, yeah uh, at that, at <laughs> uh, that spot yes, in Harlem yes, right yes, yeah yes, that was sick because yes. I had no idea <laughs> yes I forgot about that and even that was me out of practice so well, if that's out of practice, the 2018. That's why I wanted to get back in the class because mm-hmm. I don't have the I don't have the dire like I have to get back on stage, as much as I just want to get like stay in practice and have the fun because there's nothing like the camaraderie of improv. Like once you know the rules and you follow it to a T, it's nothing but fun. Like don't deny and always like like that's my biggest thing because I hate being in situations like I always try to add to something, so people are always like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And it's literally like, I've just decided to add to something for no ass reason, because this is not improv. So I'm going to take my black ass over here. But like improv, like it's all about like adding, like you're adding to a scene, you're adding to this, you're not like taking away. Like you're, and I just think that's cool and fun as hell. And I just am dying to get back into it. And thinking quick on your feet and sharpening your wit. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm excited. Okay, so you did it. So what about you, friend? What are some things you got coming up? An album, perhaps? No, you didn't. <laughs> um, it, no, you didn't say baby. Uh, <laughs> don't y'all start. A, a no. EP. Some mixtape. <laughs> no, no, no. This a year, feature. this year, I decided that I was. Uh, my focus was on trusting, working with people, mm. because I'm someone who is, you know, when you like. If you're going to get it done right, I'm going to do it myself. That mentality is cool, but it's also extremely limiting. There's but so far you're going to get trying to do everything by yourself. And I was really happy to be doing this podcast with you guys because it's not by myself. Um, I was happy to do the tour with Haas and Jera because it's not by myself. I have to trust in my partnerships and trust that they want whatever we're working on as badly as I do and that they're going to come at it you know, full force um, and make it great. That's scary for me because I'm the person in the group project that was always, like, shook, you know? I always over-contributed because I was shook of people not contributing enough. So I want to break out of that mentality. So that was my focus. But I also want to retire as an introvert. 
Like I'm over it. Not saying I'm be at the club. Damn, so- <laughs> I was just gonna be like, girl, New Year's Eve. <laughs> no, but I just want to be. I want to be more involved. Like, I feel you. do you know what I mean? I exactly and to be honest, I don't even really know what that means because I was having the discussion. My was like, "What do you mean? You gonna join a church?" I'm like, "I don't know. It's not. I really don't know what that looks like." But what I know is that I don't want to. I've I've learned how to create my life comfortably for myself. Like I know how to go home and set my mood and my lights and my food and my scents and whatever I want to watch and listen to. But like you can't live like that. There's a whole world out there that, you know, you can figure out. <laughs> and that's the thing. I've traveled. I've been to college. So I've had awesome experiences. But I think I need to trust that there are more awesome experiences for me mm-hmm. to have and, you know, leave my house more. I know that's so weird to say. And I know Crystal feels me. <laughs> Look, she listening right now just like, I know, girl. She on the couch right now like, yes, girl. Even right Fury, here. you guys, like, we always joke about the fact that we don't leave our house unless it's work-related or we have a plane to catch. And honestly, that's not cool anymore. I don't want to be that person. I really don't. I really it's don't. Outside. That's all I can do. You know, seeing my grandma hella sick. I'm just like, uh-uh, I can't I can't be this introverted. It's getting old. I want to break out of that and just have more fun. But I just got to figure out what more fun looks so like stepping out more. Yeah. Um, I support this, and I cannot wait to participate in oh, this. Oh, God. I cannot wait to make suggestions that are applicable <laughs> for this. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm with it. <laughs> we'll we see. stepping out. We stepping out. Hey. And maybe the things that you guys have coming out yes. will be see? part of me stepping out. Because, of course, cool I'll thing, be supporting all of it. You'll also be going to the after party. Oh my God. See? Let me start getting my cute clothes now. Ah! <laughs> bow, bow. Two stepping out. <laughs> all right. Here's the next question. What did you do in 2017 that made it a better year than 2016? Whether it's on a personal level, an emotional level, business. How did you flip the previous year? I have been taking myself far more seriously than I ever have. Mm. And it's because I found clarity with a few things and I'm, I'm, I'm more comfortable than I've ever been with myself. And so because of that, it has, it's given me, it's the weirdest thing that it gave me this almost sense of responsibility to like take myself more seriously. And I did, and I've really been applying myself. So I just want to work harder at being better at that and continue doing that. I want that to be like my life practice now. I just want to take myself more seriously so that I'm taken more seriously and afforded like greater opportunities. That's the shit I'm on. Amen. Sante. You know, one thing that I did a lot of last year, I just got my ass in the back seat, which was fine. It was like, all right, I'm just getting the back seat, like not a big deal. But I realized I I love to drive, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking metaphorically, of right. course. But um, I have so many things that I I have done in the past, and I just kind of I guess at some point I took that for granted that I did those things. I just kind of forgot maybe, but um, I had to remember that. I am more than capable of doing everything that I want to do and then some. So I have to tell myself more often than not, like, um, you can drive that car, you can drive that car, you can drive all the cars you want to drive. And that doesn't mean... You just got to get in. You just got to get in. (laughs) Like, you just got to literally get behind the wheel. Like, it's literally, 
I'm the one with the key, but I'll always hand the keys to somebody else as opposed to just doing it my damn self. And I think that that was something I had to learn really big this year because more often than not, when I drive, the person that I would have let drive, they have a good time any damn way, and it's benefiting the both of us. And I think that that as opposed to, you know, settling for whatever I settle for and then complaining versus just doing it how I want to do it the first time or involving other people or trying to figure out ways of being supportive or suggestive from jump, I think that there's a big difference in the attitude there than being the guy that just is going to be like, oh, whatever. Because y'all know how I am. I don't really care about shit. So (laughs) I'm just like, eh, whatever, eh, whatever. And that's still my demeanor for a lot of things. But I told myself, if you really care about something, if you really want something, just speak up. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Because I think for the longest time I was told, like, not told, but almost made to feel that when I speak up, it's like, why are you doing that? Right. And so... Like you don't have the right. Right. So then I had to tell myself, like, I'm going to speak up and it's just going to be whatever. Like, it doesn't even matter why. There doesn't have to be an explanation. Like, I can just do it. You, you can do it. So okay. I've just been, I just told myself this over this past year versus the year before that. Because the year before that, I was still working at that job. So I was, you know, made to feel like I had to go through someone else. So that's kind of why I was like, I'm not really going to put my best foot out here. I'm going to just step out and see what's up. And then I decided after I left that job... Fuck that. I'm going to just put my foot out there whenever I want to, and it's going to be how I want to do it. That's why even for the shows, I try to, like, uh, dress a little something extra. Like, for the last show, I wore that gold number. Just because it was like... (laughs) Gold number. (laughs) I was just like, you know, I'm going to wear something gold. Like, why not? As opposed to being like, oh, you know, just be your sporty self, and that'll be whatever it is. I said, it's the last show. Showboat. You know, something something for the friend zone crew. Everybody's friends. I want to feel good. I want to make other people feel good. By looking good. And it was hella cute. It was cool. You had fun. We had fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, in 2017, I, um, and I don't think I did enough of it in 2016. (laughs) 16, what's on my mind? Um, (laughs) um, Funny when you, when I answer what it is. Um, My relationship with God. (laughs) I can't stay, y'all. <laughs> Talk about the Alpha and the Omega. <laughs> I'm dead at y'all's faces. <laughs> That's why I didn't want to say it. Um, <laughs> you know, my relationship with God. Yes, friend. Not saying that, because we all have it to the degree that we want to accept it. It's always there. And I think I surrendered. Like, when I tell you I surrendered, where now I don't feel weird talking about it, you ever get that sense of, I don't know, I mean, I have to only speak for myself, but sometimes, like, tweeting about God is, like, a little, you feel like, right, (laughs) you feel like a little resistance in your body. Like, it's like, do I really want to say this? And um, even talking about God and spirituality, especially... I was like, how does that fit into what I do? Where, like, on YouTube, it's, like, wellness and beauty and health and, you know, fitness or whatever would come up in lifestyle. But it's just what I'm pulled to now. I'm so pulled to conversations on consciousness, not in, like, the whole teppy way, but more in terms of, like, science. Y'all know the things that I'm interested in, how our brains work, the chemicals are in our brains, how we relate to each other, how God fits into those conversations. And I am, like... When I tell you I'm in, like, I'm completely comfortable in my faith and how interested I am in it, how 
integrated faith has become into everything I do, whether it's on this show, the tour. It's just a it's a part of me that I'm like strong in. And I'm and I'm happy because it has given me a powerful year, you know? Like I just feel good. I feel safe. I feel comfortable. I feel like I can uh deal with whatever comes my way and and not fear sounding all like churchy and <laughs> I listen to TDJ. <laughs> me and Kia were geeking out because uh, I had no idea that she loves TD Jakes. I had Baby, no idea. If that was for the one. Oh my God. We would say we're going to go to Mega Fest together. <laughs> She'll take you. She'll take you. I go take to Mega Fest. I too will attend. I too Mega will Fest, attend. You know, the music is good. Yo, I was. It's a celebration. Listen, can we go? Yes. I don't mind. I was I don't mind. so hyped. I was like, Kia, I'm coming with you. She was telling me how awesome it was. Um, it happens every other year, so we just missed it. Dang. We have to wait. But I was, yo, we were geeking out about his podcast, just talking about him. And it really made me happy because that's a side of me that uh, not too many people around me are into. And I respect that because it's fine. I want people to be into what they're into. But it is nice to have friends that you can geek out about God or Megafest or TD Jakes. People really don't expect that about me. Man. <laughs> And I, it's fun. It just reminds me of how complex I am, how like you know, multifaceted, multidimensional. Like where mm-hmm. you can love Big Frida and crack up about all the different parts of it, but then we over here geeking out about Megafest, and then we're looking at science journals, and then you know, like I love that, and I think that's probably what 2017 was different for me than 2000. I can't even speak. 2016 is that I I fully stepped into all aspects of my personality openly. I support myself and what I and how I may feel I fall short, not based on what people think I fall short, fixing what I need to, exploring what I want to, talking about what I want. Like I just feel good. You should feel good. Ain't yeah. nothing wrong with talking about God. Days Loaf did it. <laughs> she See, but did. I just never really was in that <laughs> Space. Where is she talking about God? On Trimie. <laughs> she said, she's rocked that all white when I'm feeling God. She's like, rock that all white when I'm feeling God. So my thing is, you know what I'm saying? Everybody got a little bit of God in them. Like, you know, rock that all white when I'm feeling godly. I don't know why. So you, baby, listen. Let me tell you. And that's in the middle of a song where she literally says, let a nigga try me. I'm going to kill his whole motherfucking family. Oh okay, that's the chorus of the song in that same and song. And I ain't playing with nobody. In that same song, she says, rock that all white when I'm feeling godly. So everybody I'm got that side that. at that time. Yeah, don't you feel bad, baby? There's a bomb. <laughs> Not Brian a bomb. is currently in the studio on all white. No, I'm just right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, here's the final question yes. and the final hot button yes, issue of God. 2000. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want no devil. We don't. Shout right, out to so. Dream Kardashian who, <laughs> who orated that on the life of Pablo. I don't care what nobody say. That was Dream no, Kardashian. It was not. She done been through a lot. Go ahead, friend. <laughs> Overall, mm-hmm. how would you say 2017 treated you? And how did you treat it? 2017 professionally for me was um, a year where I saw results of hard work, and that has encouraged me you know, ever so much. Um, 2017 was a year that I learned how to manage, unpack, and adjust sadness. Mm. And that lesson has been invaluable to survival for me. Mm. So 
this year, those are the two. Overall, I can say that 2017 was good to me because I learned a lot and I did my best. I fell short, but I did my best. Amen. So 2017, I learned a lot. It was a funky bitch. You know what I'm saying? The election and all that shit, oh, dealing gosh. with all of that. Triggered. You know, every mm. day going outside, I can't look at red hats. I don't even want... Mm. I got a Washington Nationals baseball cap that was like my favorite hat in the world. We can't even everything. Wear no I don't even be wanting to put it on because it's red. And I just... <laughs> so it was a lot with that. But everything, I, even all of that, it made me work that much harder at being a better Dustin. And so... I'm just grateful for that, and I'm excited about being better at being better. Yay. So, yep. Asante. Give me the last question one last time. Overall, how would you say 2017 treated you, and how did you treat it? 2017 treated me like a prince. Oh. And I treated it like... Let me think of something responsible to say. <laughs> uh, I mean, I treated to the, I treated this year like college. I'm not going to lie. I, I needed that, you know, uh, your freshman year of college, you're like getting acclimated to what it means to be out of like high school. And like, mm. like it's like your first time being independent in a sort. So like because this was the year of breaking free from that job. It was, like, the first time I had to really, like, put together, like, who Asante wants to be as a person on a regular basis. And without having to do that in, like, a militaristic way, my schedule just kind of kept coming together. Like, every time I turned around, there was an opportunity or an offer or something somewhere. And I thought that that was, like, the craziest thing to me because I was always at work wondering, like, when I leave this job, what the hell am I going to do? And the minute that the job was gone, I had other jobs lined up i didn't even have to wonder i didn't have to say all right i got two months left on this job what's gonna happen the third month like it was like all right i just gotta knock this month out because i have x y and z to do next month and then before the next month was over i'd have more to do for the following month and i think that that was like crazy to me that every time i turned around i had something to do versus i was turning around and just having nothing to do (laughs) like you don't work no job where people are gonna call you coming looking for you if your ass don't show up but I was doing things where I wanted to show up and I like I didn't I don't have to be here on Tuesdays. Like I want to be here on Tuesdays. Right. I get to talk about music on Tuesdays. I get to talk to be trash TV on Tuesdays. <laughs> get to go sit in the wee room and smoke on Tuesday. Like there's <laughs> like it wasn't me dragging my feet to go be somewhere that I didn't want to be. And it was, you know, you're going to a place where you don't want to be because you're not giving your best self or you're not feeling wanted or like you're contributing so for me to come here and then to be able to contribute and to you know go on the road and people reinforce you know things that I wasn't feeling so for them to people to reinforce that I'm helping people it was kind of like damn like I am out here doing something right it was just weird to me this past year to learn that I learned in more ways than one this over this last year how valuable I am and I thought that that was it's it's still off for me. Like, it's still like college. Like, you know, you still don't, you're not going back to high school. You're not going to see your teachers from freshman to senior year somewhere. You're not going to see the faculty members who were never your teachers, but y'all still used to, like, make fun in the hallway. Like, you're not going to see these people on a regular basis no more. Like, when you're in college, 
you barely see your damn roommate freshman year, let alone someone in your class because the class, you know, people add drop all the damn time. Like, it's <laughs> like a new life. So for me, it's a new level. It's weird and it's still kind of hard to adjust. But 2017 took care of me. Amen. <laughs> so remember when you guys were in Barbados and I was telling you that it was like one of the hardest weekends I had had in a minute? Yes. Mm-hmm. So... Obviously, I didn't talk about it things. I just wasn't ready. And it's nothing like life or death. But so y'all know that I had made it a thing where I was like, I'm going to reach out to my dad and try to like work on uh, where we have a disconnect. He's like never really cared to be a part of my life. But I've also heard so many stories on why. And I wanted to give him as a man, as an adult, the opportunity to... Like, speak for himself. You know what I mean? Because his everyone from his brothers to... My mom's cool. She's never shit-talked to him. <laughs> she never called him any names, nothing. But everyone else, my grandmother, I'm actually, like, close to his side. They've always been, like, he's shitty, da-da-da. And I was like, I don't know that. I don't know him. I don't know what made him move and completely cut everyone off. Like, I don't know. It could have been something traumatizing. Me being me, I'm a... I'm, a big proponent of let people speak for themselves. Let me learn by experiencing myself. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to him really lovingly and was like excited, um, trying to not like be in his life again per se, but just really just have that conversation. Not even wanting him to apologize, nothing. Just wanting to understand him as a human like what happened that you like dipped like that what happened that you've never come back what happened that you had this double life what happened and do you know when I reached out he was basically he hit me back like four days later (laughs) and was like I'm not interested I mean I won't say exactly what he said but he basically was like I have no interest and that was huge for me because I feel like it it played into that episode we had about letting go of stories and I felt like 2017 was like uh, tying up loose ends Mm. of things that I had been holding on to kind of trying to figure out trying to understand and it was a year of like some things are not meant to be understood some things are meant to be left alone and I will rack my brain trying to process, like I said, or other people's lives and why they are the way they are and how it fits into mine. I think 2017 just told me to leave all that shit alone. And it tied into so many things with business, you know, and, and my personal life with like men I was dating. Just leave all that shit alone. If something doesn't want to come with you somewhere, if something doesn't want to come with you into the new year, with you into what you're creating, if an energy, a person doesn't want to be a part of something, you cannot try to convince them. You cannot try to sway them. You cannot wait around. You just have to let shit be and accept it and be okay with it, not judge it, not be angry, and just move on. And that was probably one of the hardest weekends because it was like damn you know like how could someone treat their child like that like that's it it's just that's it but it was good in a way because it's like yeah that's exactly it that's it nothing else to discuss nothing else for me to figure out nothing to worry about and I've been processing it and I'm it's ninja training like we always say ninja training because if I have to process something to that level with my own dad 
it's a t- it's a, a tool in my kit now where I will be able to process that with everything else. So instead of me, like I tweeted the other day, why is this happening to me? It's more of me looking at it as what is this trying to teach me? Mm. What is this trying to show me? And what is this trying to arm we, arm me with? And that's how I'm entering 2018. <laughs> I wish y'all could see Justin's face. You know, you done pulled out our heartstrings now. <laughs> you did. That was, was some say I was a rough weekend, but everything's good now. I processed it without liquor, without weed. That's right. So Amen. Amen. Completely sober. Completely sober. I dealt with it. It ripped me up. I cried. I, my mom laughed, <laughs> which mm. I loved. She laughed about it. She was like, I, you know, it was sad. My mom was like, I wish I would have picked a better dad for you. You're so nice. Oh, <laughs> and that's sad. Oh. She was like, you don't deserve someone like for that. Real? You're so nice. You don't. I was like, thanks, mom. It's okay. Lesson learned for the both of us. <laughs> Lessons all around. So that's it. Hopefully, those of you listening will take the time to answer these questions for yourself. It's just a nice, like, self-awareness, introspective way to end the year. A lot of the times, we can be so hard on ourselves and what we accomplished, what we didn't. You know, uh, who we lost, who we wanted, what happened. But sit, focus on the good, process the bad, and just go into the next year stronger than your last one. Do you guys have any last words before we move on? No, let's get the fuck on out of Dodge. Yeah, Frank, let's <laughs> just move on. You ended me like lemonade. I'm a little conflicted. So I'm t- <laughs> <laughs> Not lemonade. <laughs> I don't know about that last part, but like... <laughs> it's life, man. It is. It's sad. While you were swimming, I was Mariah Carey wall sliding in my shower. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so because you said Mariah Carey, this part, this might not even be funny to you. Mm-hmm. I was watching Wildin' Out earlier, right? Wow, what a connection. Hey, well, you know they always make a Mariah Carey joke on there somewhere. Oh, no, really? But, <laughs> yes. Oh, no. I don't know which comedian it was, but his ass took me out. They were playing the improv game where they couldn't spit on each other. Talk spit. So, you know, they uh, each contestant has water in their mouth and the other one's supposed to spit out. Mm-hmm. And old dude came out. He said, I'm act like Mariah Carey on the Christmas special. <gasps> and he said, just like, <laughs> oh, I saw that one. I saw that one. Yeah, no, I, I saw love that Mariah. one. I will not laugh, Mariah. I'm a lamb. I saw that one. I have your back. I, it came early. Loyalty. Well, who got up front? Because <laughs> that's where the problem is. So let's move on it's to the sixth one. I love Mariah Carey more than anybody. That's why I'm so pissed off. <laughs> So, but go ahead, friend. Because I just want better for her. I'm trying not to be judgmental. You know what I'm saying? You better take my lessons. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying to 2018 Mariah Carey. You know what I'm saying? But I just can't forget about 2005 Mariah Carey. But that's okay. Yeah, ready to move on to this week's wellness segment? Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, well, my dad, Uncle Tommy. Oh, well, my Are God. you kidding me? This segment brought to you by Tariq from Power, <laughs> season four. You know what? But the fact that I knew he was walking exactly, by the lips. Exactly, Well, well. Can we do the TV segment right after this thing? <laughs> do you want to do your TV segment after this? Don't we normally? Oh, no, we always go to music. Right. <laughs> now, let me think about Asante. <laughs> Tell me I actually dad. missed that show. Yeah, you would. You, you should, didn't miss Raina's birthday party. <laughs> Oh no! Okay. Everybody, Miss Raina's birthday oh, party. My God no. Raina, Miss Raina's birthday party. 
Hey, it's the truth. I told you 2018 we speaking in hard facts. <laughs> so, Fran, what do you have for your wellness segment there? I'm actually going to make it quick and, <laughs> and have it be fully integrated into the hot button issue where my only suggestion mm-hmm. is for you guys, like I mentioned literally two seconds ago, is to sit down, please, 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 if you have to pause the show at this point, I think one of the things I've learned with doing my wellness retreat is that people actually don't take the time out to sit by themselves and be introspective, ask themselves questions. We're so distracted. It's hard. You have your phone in your hand all day. Or if you're a parent, you have the kids running around. Or if you're married, you know, obviously your partner. If you can, I know it's not easy for everybody, but if you can, I would appreciate you to pause the show Right now, well, let me finish talking and then pause the show. <laughs> then you not know what you're doing. <laughs> but pause the show, like literally pause the show. Even if you're at work, maybe that's a little hard because you're probably doing work. Hopefully you're doing work. Um, <laughs> please take at least 10 minutes minimum of this moment and ask yourself the questions that we asked on the show. So I know you guys are going to tweet me like, what were the questions? Y'all know why y'all do that. So the pressing rewind. So I'm going to do you the solid. I'm not doing it. So please write these down and, and ask them to you. Ask them to you. Ask them to yourself. What's the biggest life lesson you learned in 2017? What's the biggest lesson you learned about yourself? in 2017? What's something you accomplished this year that you're super proud of? What's something you didn't accomplish this year that you're going to make sure to accomplish next year? What did you do in 2017 that made it a stronger year than than 2016? And overall, was 2017 a good year to you? And most importantly, were you good to the year 2017? Mm. So ask yourself those questions, have a self-awareness moment, and I hope that all the wellness segments throughout the year have helped you as much as they've helped me because everything I share obviously uh, just comes intuitively. It's based on what has worked for me, and, and that's the only perspective I have to offer in hopes that you connect with it somehow. I thank you guys for all the comments and the feedback of this work, this didn't work. It's actually really helpful. Um, and I love you guys. And that's it for this week's yes. wellness segment. Support for today's show comes from Birchbox, a company that was created for women by women as a better way to shop for beauty. Birchbox is a beauty subscription service that delivers five samples ranging from healthcare, skincare, and makeup products to your door every month. Brands vary from well known to indie, and each box is personalized based on the recipient's beauty profile. It's a great gift for any of the women in your life this holiday season because it's quick and easy, yet always personalized. Plus, it keeps on giving, even after the holidays have come and gone. Gift subscriptions start at $30 for three months and are also available for six- and 12-month periods. It's perfect as a last-minute gift, too. Simply download a beautifully designed certificate and gift it immediately, or treat yourself and opt for a monthly self-subscription. Gift today and save 20% off all gift subscriptions when you go to www.birchbox.com forward slash friendzone and use the code friendzone. But hurry, this limited time offer is only available through December 25th. Again, just go to www.birchbox.com forward slash friendzone and use the code friendzone. 
They recently sent us a box and they put this cloth called the makeup eraser in it, you guys. Y'all know I don't wear makeup, but I do wear mascara on the occasion that I need to look less sleepy. Mm-hmm. And this thing is like sorcery. It's a cloth that literally wipes across your face and takes the mascara off. I still don't understand mm-hmm. how that works. It leaves no marks on your face. I'm not even trying to sell this product. But the fact that Birchbox knew to through that to through that. You hear me? That's how excited I am. <laughs> they gave you the magic throw. eraser and you don't know what to do yourself. <laughs> right. Erasing my words. Uh, they knew to throw that in my box. I used it. And then I felt extra cool because since I'm not part of the makeup scene, I hit my friend Maya, who is part of the makeup scene. I was like, have you ever heard of the makeup eraser? She was like, what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> you got to school her right quick. Right. And I, you know, I felt cool for a minute. Yeah. So thank you, Birchbox, for keeping me hip. And those those of you that are my glam dolls, definitely look into this box. It's perfect for the holiday season. Today's episode is also brought to you by Stitcher Premium. You know Issa Rae from her hit HBO series, Insecure. Now you can listen to two seasons of her acclaimed podcast, Fruit, on Stitcher Premium. This gripping audio drama tells the story of X, an African-American pro football player on a journey of self-discovery and sexual exploration. Written and directed by Issa Rae, The Sarah Awards say Fruit raises the bar on what is possible in audio fiction. Treat yourself for the holidays and start listening to Fruit now. Plus, Stitcher Premium has a great holiday deal going on for a limited time only. Get 30% off Stitcher Premium when you use the promo code FRIENDZONE30. Just go to stitcherpremium.com slash fruit and use promo code FRIENDZONE30 for 30% off. That's stitcherpremium.com slash F-R-U-I-T. Let's jump into, so you said don't jump into Mr. Music Man. I mean, if we can't, I can take a little break. Okay, so let's jump into TV Land. What you got for us this week, Dustin? People missed you last week. They were in the SoundCloud like, where's the TV Land? They wanted to know what was happening on the television shows. There's a lot to talk about, so let's talk about it, shall we? Shall we? Okay. First of all, Little Women Atlanta is back. Now, everybody knows that. (laughs) Everybody knows, right, that I have stood the test of time when it comes to Little Women Atlanta. Uh-oh. And I love that show. And they are back. Moni is my favorite character on the show for those Molly? of you that watch. Moni. Moni. M-O-N-I-E, baby. Mm-hmm. Okay? And her tag, her, what she often said back when she used to be a little bit more... Um, a little bit more hot-tempered than she is now. She used to tell them in the middle of her going off, because these bitches will get monetized. Mm. That's what she would say. Her going off is <laughs> probably getting monetized. <laughs> so that's really all I need to say to make you guys want to watch it. But if you need more, it's been so good. Everybody pregnant. One of the twins, she pregnant. Tanya, she pregnant. About oh, to have shit. a baby. She been pregnant. She was pregnant all last season. She pregnant again. Wow. Um, relationships are going on. Juicy's hair is blue, which doesn't oh, make her cute. look juicy. It makes her look a bit more dry, but nonetheless. Wow. Minnie's on there. Minnie's on there. <laughs> um, and she's still lying, getting in the pool, and now she's saying how she's going to go for this surgery to lose weight and all this other stuff, which, you know, Minnie, I mean, just Minnie, what difference do it make? But anyway, like, <laughs> Minnie just... She's ridiculous. But the show has been amazing. Um, I'm most interested in seeing the relationship between um, 
Minnie and the twins, for those that watch the show. One of the twins moved back to Atlanta, and Minnie went over to visit her home before her identical twin sister did, Mm -hmm. and she was mad about it. Minnie has a pattern of inserting herself in their business, and as long as the spotlight's not on her, she doesn't mind digging. So I know that that's not going to last too long, and I'm interested in seeing how that's going to turn out. Speaking of turning, if we switch the channels on over to Bravo, last week the ladies of Married to Medicine went to New Orleans, Louisiana, for um, a girl's trip Girls Black Weekend, Girl Magic. theme to Black Girl Magic at the hands of Dr. Simone, which I thought was a very broad theme to choose. But hey, it worked for her. I love it. So they go to New Orleans. Everything was peaceful and harmonious, and they were having such a good time until who shows up? Mariah. For those of you who watch Married to Medicine, you know that Mariah was the nucleus of season one. And she's actually also the person who put this cast of women together and brought it to the network for it to be sold as a television show. Mm -hmm. So she was responsible for that. She has a vanity title of executive producer, which they show after they showed all the other people that's executive producers. Then it says Mariah Huck. So it's simply a vanity title. But okay, she's really not even on the show full time. The show has literally outgrown her. But they keep bringing her back in when they want, guess what? Drama. Bingo. Drama. Because that's all she's good for. And so seeing her interrupt, Married to Medicine did what I often talk about on this show. Quad, Simone, Jackie, Toya, and Heavenly, right? The five of those women are all friends in real life outside of the show, outside of the cameras rolling. They're constantly together. And you see it all over there. You know, if you want to be on their social media, you'll see it. You see it in pictures on the blogs, everything. They're legitimate friends. So watching them interact on the show is entertaining enough because they're funny. They know each other. So their timing is at a certain place. They can discuss matters of the heart and it doesn't feel forced as if, you know, the guys that be or the powers that be and Mona Scott Young or whoever told them, you know, talk about your marriages. You know, it's not like that. It's an author authentic, real conversation, which is sufficient. We really didn't need Mariah to come on and disrupt that. And as soon as she entered the frame of the fucking television, here we go with the drama. Well, I just want to know where I stand with these ladies. And is they going to apologize? Am I going to apologize? They were, it just became so trivial, so messy, so not important, so um, non-substantive. It was just horrible. And it just proved that Mariah really isn't worth anything to this show. And she's only there to stir the pot. So to me, you know, it's just shit. And the more you step in it, the more it's going to stink. Um <laughs> <laughs> I loved them being friends. I thought it was hilarious that Dr. Heavenly didn't want to go in the voodoo shop um, because she just, <laughs> she was just, she heard the word voodoo and she immediately was just, you know, no, and all that other <laughs> shit. But it was so Lost funny to it. me. Yeah, she immediately wanted to go drinking afterwards. So do with that what you want. You know, she didn't want to go in the voodoo store what? because of her Christian principles and values. Right. But then she wanted to go drink, get drunk. So, you know. <laughs> oh, God. Time and place, I guess. Um, But that was good to go. Real Housewives of Atlanta, Georgia. Let me say this. Seeing Nene cuss Portia out and make her cry, that was hilarious. Portia is a person who deserves it. Portia can say that, you know, she wasn't really at fault for what happened last year with Candy and the rumors that were pitted against her. She can say that, and I said pitted, not put it, for you motherfuckers that's listening are going to try to comment in the comments saying, what the hell is put it against? I said pitted. That was an I, not a you. Anyway, <laughs> um, 
Portia can try to avoid assuming responsibility, but it's all on her. Portia can say that Phaedra told her a lie, but Phaedra did not hold Portia's hand and, you know, put a gun to her, you know, fake butt and say, you know what? You're going over there. You're going to accuse Candy of doing this, and you're going to say it. Portia gleefully took that information that she was given, decided when to use it against Candy, and did that. That was an action on her behalf. So just like Lanethia Monique Leak said, you deserve some discipline for what you did to Candy. Now, where Nene is dropping the ball is she's relying upon her defense of Candy to be her contention with Portia, and it's really not about that. It's really because her and Portia are two people who cannot stand to be criticized and cannot stand for people to tell them, offer them any sort of corrective action or whatever. So at the reunion three years ago, when Nene told Portia she needed to stop fistfighting on camera, because that's basically what she said, Portia immediately took offense to that. Their friendship was one that only worked if they were both bestowing praise upon each other or whatever. They can't have a conversation about faults. And, and shortcomings because once either one of them receives that from the other one there was going to be a problem and conflict and that's exactly what we saw that simple conflict was enough to make Portia get attitude right there on the reunion when Nene said it Nene then couldn't believe the audacity of Portia getting an attitude with her so now they're not talking but they're talking to everybody else about each other and so now it's a huge rift and it's all because they're both really immature I love Nene to death, and there are things about Portia that I like. I'm clearly on Nene's side, though. But, you know, it is what it is. They're just immature, and it was a toxic friendship in the first place. So that's how we arrived at that table when Nene was cussing Portia out and told her, no, you the one that's in anger management, okay? And then she told Portia, (laughs) you shouldn't even be here, which was hilarious to me. I don't know if you caught Mm -hmm. that, but I love that part. Um, So that was great. I want to say this, though. Cynthia is having a great season. They can get mad at Cynthia Cynthia all they want. Yep, Mm -hmm. she's having a great season. I think it's so interesting for once one of these fucking housewives got divorced and finally went out and started living and dating, and you see them still engaging. You see her and Peter still doing business together and having a playfully flirtatious banter with one another just like you would with your ex-husband if you Mm -hmm. were on that good of terms. You see Cynthia going out dating, talking about Will, won't she have sex? It's just great and it's interesting to watch and it proves that it doesn't always have to be people cussing each other out for a reality show to be good. Nice. (sighs) That's it? I got one more thing to say. <laughs> and I really wasn't going to say anything about this because I usually mind my own business. But Uh-oh. on Love and Hip Hop New York. Are you going to talk about Remy Ma and Papoose's Christmas special? Mm-mm. They have a Christmas special? Mm-hmm. Like a spinoff? Did you, let me ask you this. Did you see Papoose's kids? I did. Okay, that's all we need to say, right? Because you, you clocked it too. I clocked it. I don't even have to say what was clocked. Uh, Everybody <laughs> listening to this show at this time that watched that special. Did you watch Remy and Pepu? Okay. Everybody that is listening to... Uh-uh. Everybody... <laughs> That, and this is how we about uh-uh. to play this. Don't uh-uh. you say a word. Uh-uh. We're, not, we're not making not fun of nothing. kids. No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. no. We are, we are not at all making fun. <laughs> like, not at all. No, no, no. I literally said nothing. All we going to say <laughs> is that we all 
clocked it. Oh my That's God. All I'm now, are you about to make me watch this to see what <laughs> It's only going to take 10 seconds. <laughs> but yes. So shout out to Ruby Pepoose's Christmas special. And I guess. What is that it? What's the Christmas special? It, it's a show about them. It was a, a one hour special that came on after Love and Hip Hop New York. They showed them um, going to this big home, that they beautiful home that they purchased in Raleigh, North Carolina, near really? her family, Cute. where they're going to transition into moving full time. Um, Remy is undergoing IVF treatments. They're trying to have a kid. Oh, my goodness. And so she basically brought all their family and Papoose as well. They, I should say, brought their family to this big home for the holidays for Christmas to have like a family dinner. Is this a setup for no. a potential show? But it may be because baby Vincent Herbert is managing her now. So now oh, we're getting shit. to see. I mean, we are down a full court we're life. We're getting so. into the, I mean, we're getting into the personalities of Remy and Pat Poos. Oh, So cute. I think that, that, and you know, that leads into opportunity. That's whatever. what I'm saying, yeah. So I think they are setting us up for that because, hell, records ain't selling. Fish don't fry in the kitchen. Beans don't burn on the grill. Records ain't selling no more. <laughs> They're not. So you have to have something else going on as an artist. And right. I think mean, this is Remy and Papoose extending their brand, which I'm happy to see. I just, you know, uh, uh, right. I'll pick a side, pick a side. But anyway, right. let me say that what I said, and then I just want to move forward with <laughs> Love and Hip Hop New York and just say that I really did not like the scene between Trent and Jonathan on Love and Hip Hop New York. Which one in particular? None in particular, but <laughs> I did not. I did not like that. I felt like it was just it was forced. I know Trent. You know what I'm saying. He's not a bad person at all. So seeing, so like watching that go on, it was just really weird. And he purposely avoided like the conflict, and he literally walked away from an argument on the show. But watching the other things that were being said, it was just very. I don't know. Just more people on TV, you know, and both of them are so gifted. Like, Trent is a singer. Jonathan's a super talented makeup artist. They just have so much more to show than two guys arguing on TV about, you know, something that obviously wasn't that legitimate or substantive in the first place. So it, for me, was tiring to watch. Like, I don't want to see them do that. Trent could be singing. Jonathan could be doing all kinds of shit with his brand as a makeup artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, they could have been showing so many other things than them arguing about a fake profile on a gay dating hookup site. Like, I'm over that. You know what I mean? Show something else. So that's all I want to say. <laughs> and I, I'm being nice, right? I don't even know who these mm-hmm. dudes are. Okay. Right. So many new characters. Right. I got one more thing I want to say. <laughs> Get it out your heart. Go ahead. The people want to hear it I now. just can't take this whole formulaic shit when it comes to, like, approaching these reality shows. There was a scene on Love & Hip Hop New York where Mariah Lynn, Bianca Bonnie, Oh, Have you seen her new Bianca body? who? Bianca Bonnie. Oh, I think it's a Bianca body. No, but there is Might a Sophia well the body. Okay. And it's a bunch of nobodies, too. But, <laughs> right. Um, it was Bianca Bonnie, Mariah Lynn, and Cayenne, another rapper. They were all they Mariah Lynn got her titties done and so she wanted to have a pajama party, which she had on pasties and panties and Bianca had on, you know, lingerie, whatever. Beautiful, you know, whatever. The titties Bian- look good. You know, yeah. Titties. Ooh, I mean saw, titties was She went to see Dr. Miami. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not Dr. Fort Lauderdale. So but but it was just Mariah had on a green wig and Bianca had on a blue wig and I'm going to have this wig and I'm going to have titties. And it was just like, there was literally a sheet that said, okay, pick one of these three wigs. Okay. Pick these outfits. Okay. (laughs) 
talk about this. Okay, where are these earrings? And another thing, I'm so tired of them. This is where the country comes out. I'm so tired of these girls wearing like school dance jewelry with club outfits. Like I'm tired of them wearing like prom- what's next? They're gonna walk around with corsages and boutonnieres and shit on top of Hervé led- dresses. You know what I'm saying? Like What do you mean? Like the drop just earrings? Just really drop earrings, opulent, really like <laughs> formal wear prom jewelry with like a bandage dress and a blue wig with black roots so it's not as harsh and you know <laughs> contacts and nails and it's just all too I feel like I'm like just, there's a look now it's like standing in front of you know 30 people with BB guns just shooting at you at the same time that's what it feels like watching these scenes <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> so now what do you got Mr. Music Man <laughs> how do you transition <laughs> out of that <laughs> is there anything else we need to talk about that came on TV um, seems like I'm missing something like a special or something that came on well there was Taraji's Christmas special that was excellent that was there's excellent. nothing to say other than watch it it was amazing yeah. shout out to Faith Evans shout out to all of them yes how did, how did I not know about any of this stuff I didn't know about it either. I just saw it was on. I was like, this is amazing. That's crazy. <laughs> like, Sierra was up there looking good, singing. What? I'm like, what? Right? I want to say one more thing about TV, and then I'm really going to pass this over. <laughs> you do not have to pass it over until you're absolutely ready to be done. Right? There's a show. I've said this already. I talked about. I get about, yelled at. People think that Dustin cuts yeah, himself short. Yeah, they think it's They think it's my fault. Y'all can't have no fun. Ain't that? <sighs> Which is why y'all need to mind your business. But anyway, <laughs> um... There's a show that comes on TV One. I've talked about it before. Nine o'clock Monday through Friday is called Sister Circled Live, right? Yes. It's a panel talk show. Side note: When Drew tweets, "Is anyone coming with me down to the circle?" <laughs> every morning, every we're morning, hooked. I we are hooked. Die. They, oh read, they read our tweets on the show and shit. Like we're oh hooked. My God. So they do that I in died. a segment called "What the People Say" at the end. But anyway, um, <laughs> Drew and I watch this show. It's Selena Johnson, Rashawn Ali, Quad Webb Lunsford, and Kiana Dancy. She's still on there? Who? The last one. The yes, last and that's one. what we're about to talk about. Oh. Because I'm just, <laughs> I've reached my peak. Here's why. I can't stand no me too ass motherfucker, right? I Uh-oh. can't stand nobody who, and I ain't talking about the hashtag before y'all start. I'm talking about the real, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mr. Me Too. Right. So every day on the show, everybody has their own personality, their own style, and what they bring to this panel, right? Quad started doing something every day when they introduced themselves. You know, I'm Selena Johnson. I'm Rashawn Ali. I'm Quad with Bloodsford. I'm Kiana Dancy. Quad started saying, I'm yours truly, Miss Quad. That's how she introduces herself. Everybody knows she's Miss Quad. Everybody knows that's her name. She was the only person on the panel that did something different when it was time to introduce themselves. And as I'm watching this show, I'm noticing more and more that, like, Kiana adds on to whatever somebody else says just for the sake of contributing to the show. Here's an example. So Quad does this. It's witty. It's catchy. Everybody sees it, right? Whatever. The next day, Quad says, I'm yours truly, Miss Quad. And what do we get? And I'm the Kiana Dancy. <laughs> and then she busts out laughing. And everybody's sitting there. Quad flat out says, did somebody tell a joke we didn't hear? Oh, damn. Right. Do they not like each other they, secretly? I, I, it's not catty. She does it in a playful way. But I know that that gets Deep on down, her nerves. Yeah. And, so, and, it, and it doesn't even read to the viewers as like original or just... 
it's not beneficial. It takes away from the integrity of the show. It really is irritating. It really pulls you down because you know that she's only doing it because Quad just did that. So you feel like you got to do something and add on something. And she's instead of just, it you're a comedian, come up with some <laughs> jokes. Do whatever you do that's your thing. But let Quad live in that space and everybody else live in their own space because it throws off the chemistry and the overall rhythm of the show. And it's so hard to watch she does it every day she gets combative in the uh full circle segment where they go a little bit deeper into the issues the other day she flat out told selena johnson i I gave you your time i gave you your time and it's never like it's never like um an anxious retort it's never like anything with fuel behind it. it's always very passive aggressive and they smile and they cope but you can tell that she's making it hard for the rest of the girls on the panel to work that's mm. the thing. She's make, she's disrupting the creative process and them just having a natural conversation and flow to the conversation. I am sick of Kiana Dancy. I'm tired Damn. of her. Mm-hmm. She they did a whole dating dancy segment where they had these men come on, two of the worst possible candidates you could pick to go on dates with, whatever, but they brought them on. She just has no life, no per no life in the scenes is what I'm saying. No personality in like the and that's all cool, but when you start doing things that are like malicious and intent to the other hosts and getting smart and being passive aggressive while they're talking on that panel, it just, kills the vibe. it just kills the fucking vibe. And for you to be able to kill the vibe of Sister Circle TV, <laughs> that's a sharp knife. Mm-hmm. So I'm just tired of Keanu dancing, and I know that other people that watch that show are too, so I just wanted to put that oh, no. out there. Listen, I hope they all keep eating. I hope the show is successful and stays on forever. I watch it, and I want Keanu to do better and get better because I don't want to see a replaced and have to learn somebody else all over again. I would like for the original four co-hosts to work, but I just don't see it happening, dog. Damn. Well, maybe she'll hear this and take some notes. <laughs> This week's episode is also sponsored by Zola. Now, Zola is the wedding company that will do anything for love. They are reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest moment in our couple's lives even happier. With over 500 top brands and 50,000 gifts, experiences, and cash funds, Zola Registry has everything you love about your favorite department store, plus things like honeymoon funds, fitness classes, wine subscriptions, chitlin loafs, and so much more. It's so easy for couples to use and their guests, plus the friendly customer service team will go above and beyond from helping you pick out the perfect blender to walking your grandmother through the registry which usually involves holding a dry hand and with zola's top rated app for iphone ipad and apple watch couples can manage their registries on the go and over three hundred thousand couples have just done that best of all i will continue moving on with this ad as if i did not just make an error and let you know that your zola registry automatically integrates into your zola wedding website so guests can seamlessly shop and get all the details they need in one place now i don't plan on getting married but if i were inclined to ever do the double ring thing okay (laughs) i would use zola because what i don't have time for is getting gifts that i can't do anything with i don't need no damn fruitcake box 
I don't need no cheap-ass iron that is worse than the ones that's in hotels. I don't need any of that, but I can tell you what I need, and you can get me what I need, and then I'll have what I need. And that's where Zola comes in need for those who are in need. That's (laughs) right. To sign up with Zola and receive a $50 credit towards your registry, go to zola.com slash friendzone. That's Zola, once again, Z-O-L-A, dot com slash friendzone to sign up for a $50 credit towards your registry. Now we're going over to the music, man. What <laughs> <laughs> you got for us this week? Damn. All right. Well, for the last Music Man segment of the year, um, I had a playlist that I owe to the nation. and The nation. The playlist nation. is out. <laughs> the playlist that I have concocted is called December Diddy Bops. <laughs> People have harassed me for this playlist. I did not know how I was going to put it together because I was like deathly ill this weekend, but I made it. The playlist is best served on shuffle. Amen. Because the vibe that I put to it is just a vibe. It doesn't have to be the vibe. Um, I just want to give you all a bunch of tracks of people that I've been listening to each month this year, which is why I made a playlist uh, every month starting from March, I believe. So if you have Spotify or Apple Music, I have playlists available for all of those uh, for every month this year, starting from March 1st on Spotify and Apple Music. Those are the only two. I don't have it on title. And there's definitely no way for me to do this on SoundCloud. People always ask me to playlist on other platforms. On SoundCloud, if I playlist, it's not going to be people you know. It'll probably be strangers. On Title, if I playlist, it will be the same as the other two platforms. That just means someone has to pay that monthly fee for me. Now <laughs> that I've gotten that out of the way, um, I was supposed to make another. I was supposed to make two other playlists. The Christmas playlist is going to be out on Friday, so you will have that to twerk around the Christmas tree too. Uh, tweet me if you want the link. And the other playlist that I was going to do was going to be a wrap-up of my favorite songs of uh, the playlist pledges of the year. Because Spotify decided to do a really cool uh, thing, which Fran was telling me about a couple weeks ago, where they gave me the top songs that I played all year. So cute. Mm. The top songs that I played, and I went through the playlist, they're all songs that I played on a playlist pledge. So that's I'm going to make that public and... There are already seven people following it on Spotify. Nice. But um, I'm going to make it public on Spotify, and I'm going to try to uh, put it, to, uh, recreate the playlist or something similar on Apple Music. That way you guys will just know what the fuck I've been jamming, jamming to for the whole year. The playlist is six hours and 16 minutes. <laughs> oh, <So my> damn. <laughs> that is all of the music that's... That for I've a been, whole work day. I mean, you have more than enough, so you just should not be harassing me. Past. Better be some finger snapping and some asses <laughs> dropping. I mean, I'm just saying, there should be no reason to bother me for a playlist after these uh, two playlists that I will be dropping and then the Christmas playlist at the end of the week. Uh, with that said, new, fresh, and out, um, NERD's project came out. Um, Yay. Thank God. No one ever really dies. They just dropped their project. Um <laughs> They fe- there's features from Gucci Mane, uh, Rihanna, obviously, the feature song, feature, the future song, obviously, um, Kendrick, Andre 3000, and another Kendrick feature along with MIA, and Ed Sheeran, all featured on the project. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. So random. So random, but you know, Ed Sheeran, he'd be about it, so mm-hmm. hopefully that, that's, that's going to be something. Do you like it? Uh, Yeah. I'm seeing so many people saying that it sucks, and I'm like, because people, am I tripping? Because people were listening for, and you know what? I knew this was going to happen when 
the uh, Lemon record dropped, mm-hmm. and everybody thought that it was hot. You know, Rihanna's part is the hottest part of the song, mm-hmm. obviously. But when people said that, I said, no one's going to fuck with the NERD sound no more. They're going to act brand new. And they did. I feel like NERD makes, like, a specific type of, like, party music, but it's still, like, some sort of, like, conscious undertones and, like, a lot of shit going on. But, uh... People, there were a lot of mixed reviews with this project. Yeah, but I saw more like negative reviews than anything. And I think people forget that NERD has never been mainstream. Ever. I don't think they've ever even charted. Ever. I don't know. Well, the Neptunes, and that's where people get it fucked right. up. Right. They anticipate that. They expect Neptune, Neptune sound, sound, their production from for like Jay Z and other artists, yes. But them as a group, they've never, I, I don't know if I'm correct in this, but I don't think they've ever even charted. Well, on that, I mean, not as a project, but on that, um, what was the project before the last one where the CD was read? That, that song, Maybe, I feel like that one was like a hot one. I remember it was called. Yeah. Because that was when they were still doing, like, a TRL time. Yeah. I love this project. I, I was playing it uh, at the hotel. Me and, and Jade had a hotel. And I was blasting it the whole time and jamming. I loved it. It's just NERD. I mean, I don't know what people were expecting. I love it. Did they, you listen? These are the same people that fast-forward Lemon to Rihanna's part. Right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Got you. Yeah. So, like, that's they don't like the beginning. They don't like that fast beat. Right. They like the, the don't. They like that shit. Right. I liked it. I'm trying to see. Um, They had one song. I think it was called. Wait, this isn't. I'm trying to look at the. Sorry, I'm trying. Oh, I think it's called ESP. Mm -hmm. That I liked. It's probably my favorite. Mm -hmm. Featuring Jamel Hill. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah, really? I think that was outside of Lemon, that was probably my favorite. Um some jams though. I like the song with Conway Twitty. <laughs> <laughs> In addition to NERD <laughs> dropping their project, uh Chris Brown decided to drop twelve more <laughs> tracks with the Heartbreak on oh a my Full God. Moon. What is that? Deluxe 50... edition cuffing Six? season. <laughs> Uh, 57? Oh, my God. Yes. So, the project is three hours and 18 minutes <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> I said, I'm not about to listen to all that again. I'm literally never going to finish that album. Never. I'll never finish it. <laughs> I won't listen to it. I skipped through. Look, you know. There th- has to be some gems in 57 tracks. There are. Come on. I got to find them, so too. out of the 40-some, <laughs> there were at least 10 or 11. So if That's a of, lot. That's what I'm saying. So, if he dropped 12 more, you know there's some more. But I don't know if I have the time to do that right now. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The fact that I found them 12 still. My Mind you, I'm still listening to tracks from royalty. Uh, loyal, was it royalty? Yeah, because that's the baby name. Look, Kendrick, you know, he he redropped the damn thing. I'm all fucked up in the game. Y'all, we're going on vacation this week. We can listen to this album. We'll have it reviewed. <laughs> You're like, we could. Oh, how full is the moon? I know he said heartbreak on a full moon, but goddamn. Jeez. Oh. Um... <laughs> I'm looking through... So, basically, whenever I do the uh, new releases, I talk about some of the things that I'm listening to, but I normally do it from Apple Music. Mm-hmm. I'm actually scrolling through the new releases on uh, Spotify, so it's messing me up a little bit. Like, I was just like, the Pitch Perfect 3 soundtrack is out. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever got into them, but Brockhampton, they dropped Saturation 3. Mm-hmm. They dropped two Saturation projects over the summer, I believe. 
So the fact that we got a third one before the year was over is nuts. It's about the, it's uh the same to me as doing is Chris Brown dropping all his fucking music. <laughs> they just didn't do it at once. So shout out to Brockhampton for that. Um and that is really all that I care to talk about over in the music man world. Uh videos, we didn't get into a whole lot of this year. Next year I'm gonna talk way more about music videos. I wanna mm. I, I I did at the what beginning I miss of the about year. Title. About having title, I think they push the video content. Yeah, you know, they do. Well, after title decided to do that, Spotify decided to implement their little whack video feature into the app, which <laughs> I did, did not it. appreciate. <laughs> Spotify said that with love. Y'all I need to take that shit it. out. They y'all need Spotify needs to take that shit out. Um, <laughs> take it outside. Because when I'm playing playlists and they have videos in them now, if I don't have the app open sometimes or whatever, it'll it might still play or it might not because it might think it's a commercial and my. Uh, speaker don't be doing all that. Oh no! So I'm just like, this is wonky. I don't fuck with it. But um, I want to talk more about music visuals again next year, just because um a lot of um there's a lot of looks that come out when there's music videos. Uh, towards the end of this year, we got to celebrate more of Cardi B and her looks in the motorsport video. We got to see Nicki Minaj in the motorsport video. I love as... I love Nicki's outfit in the motorsport video. I did too. I loved her outfit. Very, very uh Sophia the Robot. Yes. Yes. And they should have had Sophia the Robot actually do her part in motorsport. Oh shit. Um, I did like the look that she had in motorsport. <laughs> I actually really, really, really enjoyed Nicki Minaj's look in the um the way life goes uh, video for Uzi Vert. I still haven't heard this song. I keep forgetting. Can y'all text it to me? <laughs> <laughs> don't. I don't know what it is every week. I'm, a, I'm like, friend, damn I'm going to play it for you in the room. Okay. Right when we leave. I got I got J-Hud with me. I'm going to play it for you. I'm going to play the regular <laughs> animal play remix. That's what he calls his speaker, right, It gets J-Hud. so loud. Like Jennifer <laughs> Hudson, there was no reason for me to not name it that. Um, but yes, along with music videos, I just feel like it's a new, it's a different way for artists to express themselves and what you might miss in a song you might catch in a video so i always feel like there's an importance that needs to be stressed in uh pointing people to visuals i say that as i celebrate one who i always celebrate don richard mm. uh mm-hmm. don always put out a visual whether the visual mm-hmm. meant just to give art whether the visual meant just to express or whether the visual just meant the culture needed it honestly She's done so much with, like, tech. She's done so much with, hell, just even plain old talent. Give that bitch a white backdrop and some heels <laughs> and she'll dance her ass off. True. I just really appreciated everything that she has done, especially along with her independent journey. Like, I don't feel like, like, I feel like artists like Dawn and even Trina, when she, as uh, you know, she was mainstream. But, you know, when she goes independent, she still hustles and works really, really hard. And they still express themselves in these videos and these collaborations. And I just want to make sure I'm talking and uh, highlighting all points of music. Because music is so vast and wide, but it connects us on the smallest of scales. Indeed. So um, that is it here again over the Music Men segment. And this, Unless I decide to hustle backwards again. Um, <laughs> no, that's it. With that said, I'm going to move on over to the asking for a friend. Hold up. They don't love you like I love you. Because I've been jamming to that Jeezy album. Oh, since listen it came lately. Oh, listen out. lately for the last time. Okay. I still haven't listened. I got to put a little respect on Jeezy's name because that Pressure album, baby, is cooking. <laughs> yeah. If you're a Jeezy fan, you will love this album. He took it back to... Just trust me, Jeezy is back in his bag, and I love this album. My favorite song is the song with him and Kendrick Lamar. 
um, which I'm about to give y'all the title as soon as my title opens up because I want to make sure I have it right. American Dream with Kendrick Lamar is my favorite song on the album, but I also love the valet interlude. I love This Is It. I love Floor Seats with Jeezy and 2 Chains. I love Pressure, the title track with um, Yo Gotti and, uh, excuse me, not Yo Gotti, The Pressure, the title track with Kodak Black and YG. I love Like Them with Jeezy and Tory Lanez, who sounds really like Dave's Loaf on that track, <laughs> um, with tra- with uh, Rick Ross. It's just good. Snow Season is the jam. It's just good, and I really got, it's an album that gets you excited when you listen to it. You know Jeezy was talking about Bitcoin? Did y'all was see he? that? Shh. Yes. They were, he, one of his press runs. I, th- I swear, I think it was like CNN. I don't even know. It was, it was like a very formal channel. And he was talking about how Ryan Leslie got him into Bitcoin really early. And uh, how he sold things. Of course, things. Ryan Leslie. I know. I of course, Ryan that. Leslie did. He was like, Ryan talked about Bitcoin for an hour and a half. And it sold me. And he said he's forever, forever, forever grateful. Because he was like, Put it this way, I got in early and I'm good. Damn. <laughs> and like I can only imagine what Jeezy put in back when it was like a couple of cents with the money they got. I don't even want to know what kind of profit they're looking at. But it was cool to see him co-sign it just because we had just had the episode. Yes. It's on everyone's brains and on everyone's mind. I love him to, you know, putting that out and for his market, which is what excited me about him talking about it. But That's I just probably had to how throw that he, out there. Um, that, and I love the fact that he did because, it, like you said, it just comes full circle based on our conversation last week. Every week this happens. I love the fact that um, he's into Bitcoin, and I think that he probably did it, you know, while he was mad at Keisha Cole. Here we go. I'm just saying, like, he probably, you know, Keisha Cole probably put him through hell, and that probably was his way of getting away from her. When you think about it, you know what I'm saying? Because girls like Keisha Cole, you know what I'm saying? They're not really gonna sit through you explaining Bitcoin. Oh my god! Who Justin. is the bitch? Bit Bitcoin? She probably thought, you know what I'm saying? Who is the bitch? Who is it that's giving you coins? I ain't stupid. You think I'm fucking stupid? And you know, it turned into an argument, and that's how Jeezy and Keisha Cole broke up. <laughs> And while we on the Music Man subject, let me get this one thing out. Because it's been on my spirit. It's the end of the year. I got a vent. Y'all ever really thought about, like, Bone Thugs and Harmony? You know what I'm saying? Like, they really used to be. First of all, it's a rap group called Bone Thugs and Harmony, right? <laughs> and they used to be. They introduced this whole, like, melodic, like, harmonious, you know, rap scene style, you know, st- style of rapping or whatever. They really used to, like, you know, bum, manipulate bum, bum, their bum. voices. Yeah. And I just think about them being, like, these guys from Cleveland, you know, and where they were from in Cleveland and the fact that they would be in the studio arguing about hitting the right note and, you know, like harmonies <laughs> blending and shit. You know what I'm saying? So like Bone Thugs high, and Harmony. How <laughs> high were you? Bone <laughs> Thugs and Harmony in the studio. Like, no, nah, motherfucker, you ain't saying right. It's bone, 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 bone. Damn, nigga, sing it, sing it softer. They were doing that in the studio. Aren't they so Jade's cousins? No? Yes. <laughs> Shout out I don't to Jay. She <laughs> for my for my listens lately, um, <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Tom York. Oh, I love Tom York. Right? The more you take, the more I love Tom York. I don't know what made him come back around into my mood, but I have. 
Maybe it's the cryptocurrency talk because you know he has a yeah, sort of like yeah, you know, you know it's a computer. Yeah, it's like an industrial vibe to him. I've been watching Mr. Robot, researching mm. crypto, listening to Tom York. It's been a mood, but I've totally fallen into his web the past week. Him and Bjork, so <sighs> I'm on some next level shit I love right the now. They're a mood. By Tom York. That's my favorite that song. That song, mm-hmm. like, listen, y'all. And the if lyrics. you've never heard of Tom York and you want to get into him, start with The Eraser. The Eraser. Then it will set the tone. He is. And you know, he's. I was looking at his Spotify and he doesn't get like as many listens as I thought he would. I thought he was like way bigger. I'm so shocked. I'm like, please, people, please stream his albums, his projects. He's amazing. He's a really, really talented artist. Yeah, right? Bring it back around. So that's it. That's it for my listeners lately. Thanks again to Talkspace for supporting today's episode of The Friend Zone. Talkspace is the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. Can't imagine fitting another appointment into your life? Well, with Talkspace, therapy is as easy as sending your therapist a message. Send your therapist text, audio, and video messages, or even do a live video chat. No commutes, no leaving the office, and no judgments. Talkspace therapists are fully licensed and go through a rigorous screening process in addition to thousands of hours of supervised professional training. To match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com friendzone and use code friendzone to get $30 off your first month and show your support for this show. That's code friendzone at Talkspace.com friendzone. Talkspace. It's therapy for how we live today. Okay! Asante. All right. Uh, as per usual, don't forget to email us at the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. <laughs> as per usual. It's the last time I'm going to be able to say it this year. So there it is. You guys got it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the subject of this is help me help my cousin. <laughs> hey, friends. <Back>. Go ahead. <laughs> <May>. <laughs> well, read the name. Read who it's from. You don't got to say that. I'm not, left. see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. Temple. <laughs> hey, friends. Maybe y'all can provide me with some guidance. My younger cousin began seeing a guy that I highly disapprove of. Uh-oh. I knew him from undergrad and immediately told her about my hesitations. His persistency is relentless and kind of concerning. He had previously pursued a friend of mine who voiced her disinterest on multiple occasions, for five uncomfortable years. He even offered to convert religions if that meant she'd accept a relationship with him. Long story short, he had difficulties accepting no for an answer, but thought she'd have a change of heart if he kept coming back into her life. Nope. Fast forward to this summer, my cousin brings him up and asks for my opinion. I tell her about the experience my friend had with him and let her know that based on my previous interactions, she should stay away she should stay way the fuck clear. Of course, she didn't listen and eventually loses her virginity to this guy. Oh, boy. I'm grateful to have a strong relationship with my cousin to which we're comfortable con- confiding in each other. But some of the things she's been telling me about him is making it difficult for me not to get involved. Shortly after they started seeing each other, he asked her if she'd want to have his kids. Mind you, my cousin is 21 and he's supposedly 27. They're in completely completely different places in life, so having a child now would impact her in ways it wouldn't him. Sounds like they was in the same place for a minute. Oh, my God. Well, he's done with school, and in his career, she's not. He calls to check. 
He calls to check on her whereabouts, <laughs> and if she doesn't answer, it turns into an argument. At one point, he was even trying to dictate what she could wear. He tried to pre-approve the outfit she planned on wearing for a travel trip. Like uh, Mariah and her husband. Oh, Never yeah. mind. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Um, damn, I lost my spot being messy with goddamn Mariah. <laughs> my cousin puts up her fight and claims she's been to she's been able to nip some of the behaviors in the bud. But honestly, I don't feel like this is a situation that will get better with reinforcement. A couple of months ago, he accepted a job offer in another city. I assumed this was the end of them, but nah. Within a couple of weeks, she arranged to visit him. We linked up when she got back and she told me about the arguments they were still having. Here's the icing on the cake. This man had the nerve to ask her for a threesome. Oh my God. And when she declined, he went on to say that it was something that could happen with with or without her. Oh. Not really if it's through. Oh, I guess so if you replace Oh, my God. <laughs> I was so disheartened <laughs> to hear her messing with such an insensitive, controlling, and manipulative person. The red flags are clearly waving in her face, but she continues to ignore them. Oh, we talk about it and he apologized. Or he's willing to change. He doesn't do that as much anymore. Honestly, I just want to tell her older brother... And arrange for a good ass whooping. Oh no. But that's apparently unethical and I ain't a snitch. <laughs> How can I get my cousin to see that she needs to remove herself from the situation? I don't want to jeopardize our relationship by constantly telling her to stop seeing this man, but I can see this escalating to a situation that affects her way more than it does him. And if she does decide to cut things off, I know his character won't accept it without a fight. Help me. You can't. You can't do anything. You already told her how you felt when she asked you. You told her his background or his history or the history of him and your friend. So she knows all that. In other words, she knows everything you're thinking. She knows everything you feel. And she doesn't care. And she has the right to not care. If she's still going back to him with all of these red flags and everything you mentioned, I mean, she's not tired yet. And the only way she's going to stop is when she's tired, whatever that means for her. And what I've learned is that there have been a lot of shady dudes that I wasn't tired of because I needed to be dragged through the mud so that I could learn better <laughs> for the next time. That was just where I was at, and that was what I needed to learn where I was at. So don't try to get in the way of her learning because she's there for a reason. You did your best. You warned her, so it's not like you can be—it's not like anyone can say you didn't try. So that's my opinion, Dustin. I think that everything you said, it's one thing to offer advice, but these are all just opinions. You don't like the what kind of guy he is. You know that he kind of screwed your friend over, which even then, did he really screw your friend over? Or was he just like... No, nah, he was just persistent, persistent and wouldn't leave him alone. You know, trying to convert religions for that ass. <laughs> they, that, people have been doing that forever. Like that come, Back in Harlem Nights came out in what, the late 80s, Here early 90s? Here we go. And what did um, Benny Snake Eyes Wilson say? I, I got a girl... Uh, uh, that's a mean must be some mean you know what to make a man change gods he said that back in that movie <laughs> so people have been doing that for years so my thing is just really it's none of your business like all of these things are issues that she has decided to put up with if she's sharing them with you that's all she's doing is sharing them with you she's not really asking you for anything and you come off pressed it almost sounds like you want the nigga you know what I'm saying so like cause what did you say a uh, girl he tried to get at my friend and that's it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what are you, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you telling her? So I just feel like all of these things are, are things that, like Fran said, 
she has to be tired of or they have to be an issue for her. Right. She likes the argument. She likes him. She likes the sex. She likes everything. So that's what she's doing. Exactly. And she's 20 dumb years old anyway. You just said that. 20 so like, dumb? 20 dumb. That's how old she is. <laughs> so, like, you know, that's where she's at with that. She has to make her own mistakes. Or, or not even ex- mistakes, really just experiences that she'll learn from. So she might not be dating him, you know, through a wise eye, but after him, the lessons that she learns from him, she'll date differently the next time. And just like your ass had to learn it, she has to learn it through experience. Mm. Um, I think that you need to just shut your ass up. And if you're tired (laughs) of hearing her talk about him, then tell her to shut her ass up. (laughs) I mean, that's just really... just shut up. I I hate to say it like (laughs) that, but like... You, just like how your ass is tired of telling her that she need to leave his ass alone. She probably tired of hearing that shit, she, number it's, one. I mean... And I'm sure he is, too. If her ass ain't tired of arguing with his ass, and you're tired, of, you're tired of arguing with her ass about his ass, then you just need to shut your ass up. They both need to argue with you. And I would say... and <laughs> No, they don't both need to argue with you. I'm just thinking that you probably are sitting up here looking at her ass, just waiting for her to finish talking, just waiting, waiting, waiting. And then she's finished, and then you're just like, girl, you need to leave his ass. And then she's like, but, but. And then you're going back and forth about some dick your ass ain't even getting. About Thank some dick you. that she might not even be getting. Well. And at the, No, look. He well. said he told that girl, this threesome going to happen with or without your ass. Right. So if she decided to leave, then she wasn't getting the dick. I'm just telling you. So you just need to look at her real crazy the next time she tells you about a problem that you've heard and be like, girl, we've been through this before already. And I don't want to hear about this shit no more. I, You know, it's your relationship. And if you want to deal with that, that's your prerogative. But I want better for you, which is why I keep telling your ass to leave his ass. But since you don't want to leave, that's your business. But leave me out your business. And I don't think there's anything wrong with you saying that. Or giving her the hand. You can also do that. Like, the next time she starts talking about, ah. Not the hand, though. Take it back like uh, Jamie Foxx. <laughs> And that's it. That's it. <laughs> so, the friends on at loudspeakersnetwork.com if you need advice for anything else. In 2018. In 2018. In 2018. Let's jump into this week's black business. I actually have two highlights. Hey. Because we won't be here for next week. So, it'll be one for next week. Hey. Um, So, the first one I wanted to mention was an app called Appalition. A-P-P. O-L-I-T-I-O-N. You can find it in the App Store or you can go to abolition.us. Now, what this app does is that, here's what it says. Defendants are nine times more likely to plead guilty to a misdemeanor due to their inability to post bail, putting them at risk for losing their homes, jobs, and ultimately making them unable to defend themselves. So what this app does is that it automatically, I can't even speak, it automatically gives your spare change from everyday purchases to help prevent the detrimental impact this has on our community. Mm. So for every purchase you make, you know, when you have like a couple cents, uh, it'll take it, round it up, put it into the app, and it's then sent towards the bail of people who cannot make bail. Wow. Isn't that incredible? Yes. So it says it connects the debit and credit cards you use to make everyday purchases in less than 60 seconds. None of your sensitive information like card numbers, account numbers, and others touch our system. Just connect via online banking in order to create an encrypted connection that lets us know when spare change is available. I think that's amazing. 
Um, apparently, they've already helped thousands of people set bail, which is powerful. I personally have a friend whose brother had to sit in jail for two years mm. because he couldn't post bail, which was devastating wow. to me because I didn't even, I was completely oblivious mm -hmm. to what was happening with the whole bail system. I didn't know that you could be charged for something, not even have gone to court where they don't even know if you did it yet or not and have to sit in jail because you cannot afford the bail. Meanwhile, these government officials and bankers and 1% people can just bail themselves out and not have to deal with it. They can go home until their court case is decided, the date, rather. So just really sad. I'm really glad that this guy, um, I think his at on Twitter is the fake rapper or fake rapper. He know he needs to change that. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to respectability policy? God damn, man. We trying to give you money, man. <laughs> I want to get a fake rapper no damn. I know. I, never mind. <laughs> oh, no. But this app is amazing. I love this. Isn't that incredible? Yes. Like, all right, so I just thought it was really cool. <laughs> That's it. As soon as I said it, I knew you were going to say something. <laughs> Um, the app is really incredible. So definitely check him out. The second company I wanted to mention was actually a black esthetician mm. who has a website called thegoldenrx.com. And she, one thing with going to getting, like going to get facials or meeting with estheticians, even dermatologists, is that a lot of times they just don't understand brown skin. Um, even a lot of beauty products that are more high end. They tend to cater to older white women and their skincare needs. And obviously, we all have very different skincare needs with our melanin. Um, all the skincare advice I tend to give is based on what has worked for me. Like, it's more intuitive. Um, but I, what I love about her is that she's licensed. And so if you want to get one-on-one -on -one licensed advice where I think she can I'm sure you can meet with her but if you're not in the same city you can send her a picture maybe Skype I'm not sure entirely what her process is um and she can give you skincare advice based on your skin type and suggest products and it's really affordable and she's black and young and awesome and based out of LA so That's super dope. Right and it's nice I think to not fear your skin not being understood or products being given to you that are not going to help at all and okay. then you waste money so because skincare can be pricey go buy this clearance for $489 like, like I one? do telling people about my Tata Harper oh my god if you guys knew the side eye Your emojis I got Tata <laughs> Harper how much how much they run I, you know, you'd have to go to the website and um, don't let me get there. All the ladies, <laughs> all the ladies at the counter, at like Macy's, that sell like skincare, like Clinique and all that, they always be looking like John Rivers. They be like <laughs> old with like blonde hair, like a whole bunch of make. They literally look like John Rivers and they act like that. <laughs> they always do. Clarence, Greek. <laughs> Mm -hmm. What else is over there, Asante? Oh, this is not that bad. Oh, damn! The day I've mentioned it on the show, I haven't laughed so hard. People were tweeting me like, oh, you crazy as fuck if you think I'm going to pay this. I'm like, it's high end. It's, right. it's more so... Everything if, high end. <laughs> if you want to indulge a little bit, if you can do it, you definitely don't need this line. I was fine with my almond oil. 
But I'm getting older. I'm in a position where I can splurge on skincare. Something that I like to do. And so, Talk for, that shit. You yeah, want, you for me. It. Okay, shit. <laughs> and if you can, definitely <laughs> check out Tata Harbor because I think if you are into high end, she's the one to go to because she owns a farm and it's like farm to face skincare. You which get I what you pay for. You see okay. that, right? I just created an industry. Farm to face. Farm Let's, to face. <laughs> see, now you know my ass is going to try to stick with my St. Ives for as long as I can, but every now and then... St. Ives. St. Ives. But every now and then... St. Ives. I was just fine. That's a good way of saying it. <laughs> but then every now and then I, da- I dabble into the Kiehl's. Yes, Kiehl's. <laughs> Give me a little overnight oil. Kiehl's is like the gateway when you're like, I want to do better. That, yes. Exactly. <laughs> the gateway. I'm stopping right there. I don't got no money You're like, that's my Kiehl's. door. That's it. <laughs> so once again, that's thegoldenrx.com. Hit her up. Uh, on Twitter, she is at LA Beautyologist. But she spells beauty uh, B-A-U... <laughs> I can't even spell. L-A-B-E-A-U-T-Y-O-L-O-G-I-S-T. Like I said, she's licensed. I got to give props to those who actually went to school for it because that's amazing. Yes. And so check her out. Send her tons of business. And maybe she'll start a tour. I saw her saying she wanted to start a tour, which I was like, yes, that's tours. Dope. I'm here for all the tours. So that's it. Those are the two Black Business of the Weeks. And I hope you found them helpful. Do you guys have any church announcements before we get out of here until January? Nope. See y'all niggas next year. <laughs> that's um, it. <laughs> move. You know, let's close out with a bang. I can't stand you. <laughs> Um, I'm really excited. I partnered with some really great um, party hosts and promoters here in New York City for a New Year's Eve experience. It's going to be one of a kind. Um, the event is going to be held at Row House right in Harlem. Mm. So it's going to be really excited. I'm really excited about being a part of that. So look out for that. It's an evening with Dustin on New Year's Eve. Details forthcoming. You can watch my Instagram account. Look at Dustin, L-O-O-K-A-T, Dustin, D-U-S-T-I-N. You can find me on Instagram under that handle, and that's where you'll find the information. If you are in New York City on New Year's Eve, check my Instagram account out. You will see the details for the event. I would love to see you and toast with you at midnight. So see you there, and I'll have some great friends with me that night. So uh, stay tuned. Cute. Um, I don't have anything special. I'll be in Nashville Nashville, for New Year's. Nashville, Right. Yeah. Um, Create and Cultivate. Don't forget to get your tickets. The VIP is already sold out. There's still some general tickets. Um, That's on February 24th in LA. So if you are going to be in the neighborhood, I will be in the neighborhood too. Come check me out. We'll have fun. Um, But that's it. This has been an incredible year. Yes, it has. Thank you guys for listening to us week after week after week after week for so many hours. Remember when the show was only like an hour long? Yes. (laughs) I miss those days. No, you didn't. It's Tuesdays. You know Beverly Hills Housewives is back. (laughs) (laughs) But we love you for hanging with us. Yes. We love you guys for all the comments, all the messages, whether you're fighting us. (laughs) (laughs) Whether you're fighting us, whether you're saying you're never going to listen again, whether you're saying you're going to listen forever we love you we appreciate you and we will see you in january thank you for listening month one baby go cop jesse boykins the third bartholomew yes yes Yes. my booshki yes please cop that he's amazing and he's now signed to def jam so shout out to that shout out to that shout out to an amazing year see you guys there and protect your match bye The legend 
dreams are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.